Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
Evening, dear listener. So, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Busy, busy show this evening. This is the late night alternative with me, Ian Lee. Catherine Boyle is there. Peace. Sam is through there. Peace and love, Sam. Indeed, peace and love. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. It's a late night phoning show, unlike any other phoning show, in as much as we don't do the usual radio memes, the typical topics, the Muslims, Brexit, Trump, um, what, what's immigration, that? immigration. Um, well, I, I'm tempted to talk about Gibraltar, though. So, forget everything I just said. I'm tempted to talk about Gibraltar, right? Because who gives a stuff about Gibraltar? Sounds like a song, doesn't it? Who gives a stuff about uh, Gibraltar? An ex-boyfriend of mine, Spanish okay. Javier, was um, very well, vexed about well, it. Well, what I mean, I don't know the history of it, right? So I'm coming to this as a complete um, numbskull, really. I don't know the history. I'm guessing, I mean... It's part. It's physically. It's part of Spain, isn't it? Yes. It's, it's a, a bit of Spain that juts out. Yes, yeah, a little. And peninsula. we took it. What in the 1700s? I'm guessing. It's part of a treaty. Okay. So they gave it to us. Okay. Well, let's give it back. I I don't see what the problem is. So don't get me started on Las Malvinas. Oh. Let's give Gibraltar back. The thing is, it's about self determination, and the people there don't want to go back. Well, that's their problem. They should. But well, come loose. Yes, that's their problem. What are they doing on Gibraltar, the people that live there? Well, they're being uh, Gibraltarians. So they're not British? Well, they feel more British than Spanish. Well, that's tough. It's part. It's physically part of Spain. Well, so is Portugal, if you're going to put it like that. Well, and France are attached. Well, no, now you're so just... So what are you going to do? Now you're just being silly and you're being facetious and you're using actual facts. Yeah. Um, I honestly, can some, cause I've seen it bubbling away and there's a big thing because, um, uh, the royals had dinner with the king of Spain and, you know, there was apparently there was some kind of talking going on behind the scenes and about every, every six or seven years, the Spaniards get a bit arsy and they do a roadblock on Gibraltar and I, I just, I just don't really understand. Just give it back to them. I don't get it. I don't get what the... Okay, how many people live on there that are British? Uh, well, they're not. They're not. They're Gibraltarian. Well, then, then, then tough. They, uh... Then, then tough. Then let the, If they want to fight Spain, let them start an army. <laughs> let them. I'm being slightly flippant, dear listener, and I don't get it. I really don't get it. But I just think it. it Gibraltar. I mean, I, I, what, what, they, there's not going to be more than five thousand people living there, are there? There won't be more than 5,000 people. That's a half-full Wembley Arena. Do we really care about a half-full Wembley Arena? Let's check arena? how many people live there. No, 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 let's ask. I've got a scientist on the line. Good evening, Alan. Hip, 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 sir. How many people live on Gibraltar? Oh, it's about a tenth of the population of Spain. It's 32,217. OK, so half of Wembley Stadium, then. Hmm? Half yeah. of Wembley Stadium. Wembley Stadium holds about 60,000. Does it? I thought it was 70,000. Yeah. How many? 70,000 for Wembley Stadium. Well, it's something like that. It's, but it's, okay, well, yeah, so it's about half. 32 times 2 is 64. It's about half of Wembley Stadium, right? So it's the half, it's half of an audience for, I don't know, a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert, right? Really? Do we care about half of an audience for a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert? Alan, do we? 
No, I don't think... Here's a, here's a great question, right? And I'm putting this to you, dear listener at home. You'll be lying in bed, you'll be driving home in your car, you'll be listening at work, OK? Or you'll on be, the app. Or on the app, yes, exactly. Thank you, Alan. Are the Red Hot Chili Peppers your favourite band? I can't imagine anyone saying... Oh, you know, you know, my favourite band is. Go on, it's the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I can't. I, I can imagine people saying, "Sort of my third favourite band are the Red Hot Chili Peppers." Well, what's the top two? Well, I don't know. I don't know. You'd have to ask those people. But I, here's the point, Alan. I cannot imagine anybody saying out loud, "My favourite band is the Red Hot Chili Peppers," with that annoying kind of, sort of, horrible funk rock nonsense. I mean, The Bridge is a good song, right? It's a, it's a great song. Man, 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 man. All Saints took it over. Well, The All Saints did an even better version of it. I love The All Saints. I will not have a word said against those young ladies. They are... They are lovely, They are they? Britain's premier talents. Uh, Alan, can I give you a top tip? Go on. Do, do you mind? Sure. Yeah, stop befriending female listeners to the show and sending them mucky messages. That's all I'm going to say. I've logged off Twitter. Thank you very much indeed. Logging off, I think, is the problem. Um, no one's going to say... This is what we'll do tonight. This is this is the phone-in tonight. Who's your third favourite band? 0344 499 Because the third favourite band... I think, doesn't get the attention it deserves. I know my third favourite band is the Bare Naked Ladies. Put my hand up straight away. Number three in the my chart of favourite bands is the Bare Naked Ladies. And that's a strong, that is a strong third band to have. But third bands, um, uh, third favourite bands are often bands that other people think are a bit of a joke or go, huh? What? Who's your third favourite band? Crowded House. Huh? Yeah. See, exactly. I love them. Isn't that funny? Sam, come on the microphone. Oh, you turn the microphone on. Who's your third favourite band? It's an exciting debut here. Um, a band called Dead by April. Huh? Okay. You see what I mean? See, you can turn your microphone off now. That's, that's it for a year. Um, you see, I mean, it, the, the third favourite... This is what we're going to do. Tweet this out. Tweet, 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 tweet. Start tweeting. Start tweeting. I'm doing it. Tweet. Now, go. Uh, tonight's phone-in is, who is your third favourite band? 0344 499 and Gibraltar. Put hashtag Gibraltar, because that will get us more listeners. Um, that's, <laughs> what we're, that's what we're talking about. But, 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 you can, um, uh, um, you can call us about anything you want. 0344 499 You just heard Sam there, the newest member of the team. You'll get to speak to him. He'll take your name and number and give you a call straight back. This is The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. The Wild Man of late night radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 is the telephone number. Your third favourite band, please. My sister has t- tweeted her third favourite band is New Order. Huh? Here's the thing. I'm getting, I'm guessing tonight. It's just a theory. It's just a theory. Okay. My theory is that whenever people tell us their third favourite band, we'll either laugh <laughs> or go, huh? Um, here we go. I'll, I'll try. John has, has, has tweeted me his third favourite band. I'm going to say it to you, Catherine. John's third favourite band is Yes. There we go, you see? There's a, there's a third reaction. Oh. And uh, Lee's third favourite band is... Deacon Blue. Oh. Deacon Blue. Mm. 
0344 Two main topics tonight. Your third favourite band, please. And Gibraltar. Uh, got some exciting news. Two bits of exciting news. We'll, 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 let's get through these calls and then we'll give them the, the, the double whammy of exciting news. Do I know the exciting news? Well, yeah. Am I in the exciting You're news? You're in one of the exciting oh. newses. The other one, I'm flying solo. I'm excited there about one go. of those. You can guess which. Tony! Ian, how are we doing? Tony, we are doing very, very well, thank you, Anthony. Of all the topics we could possibly discuss, the third favourite band is the most divisive I've heard from you of recent times. It's a great one, isn't it? It's gonna, this is going to split it, families up. Oh, it's going to lose. It's going to lose friends. In yep. the worst case scenario. Um, now, I agree. Third favourite band has got to be a controversial one. Yeah. The first and second have got to be serious. Yeah. The third is one that's got to be slightly provocative. Yeah. Someone may laugh at you. Now, okay, I'm going to fire this one at you. Iron Maiden. Huh? I've, um, I've been to an Iron Maiden concert and, um, it was, you know, it was, it was silly. Run to the hills, no, no, no. run for <laughs> your life. No, no, can, I, can I ask you a question? Can you name me another band that can combine both history yeah. and myth in the majority of their songs as the main uh, uh, content of their music? Yeah, I know, I know. I know. They're a strange band. I, um... Once, I was in the theatre watching a very, very long play. It was so long, it had two intervals in it. It had the BFG in it. What's the BFG's name? Um, Mark Rylance, is it Mark Rylance? Mark, Mark Rylance. Sir Mark. Good accent. Sir yeah, Mark Rylance. I don't know why he talks like that, because he's not from... He's not from there. He's playing a character, the character of Sir Mark Rylance. Yeah. Anyways, it was in that, and it was a good play, really good play, right? And, uh, but it was very long. And, um... There in it, there was a sound effect of an. You're right. You having a drink there, Tone? I, mean, I was briefly having a glass of water. Good yeah, for you. Good for you. We had it go down. It's the juice of life. Um, <laughs> uh, so, and, and in this play, right, there is a sound effect of an aeroplane, and the bloke next to me leant over and said, "Well, that's a Boeing." Blah, blah, blah. And he said the said the model of the plane. I said, "Oh, do you recognise it from this?" I said, "Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm into planes." I thought, "Oh, right, right, right." And I looked again. I went. Oh, it was Bruce Dickinson, the lead singer of Iron Maiden, who, of course... Owns that big bum. It, it, what? That big Bruce airship that looks like a bum. He does, he flies airplanes. Yes, um, it, it is called... Uh, what's the plane called he flies on? Um, uh, they did a documentary called Flight 666. Yeah. Um, it, the, the, the play, I can't remember... The, is it Eddie? The, Eddie, I think the Ed, look, Ed, Eddie is the, is the, um, uh, like the big skeleton that they have on stage, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, can, can you name me? I mean, Bruce Dickinson is an enigma. The man used to be a professional tennis coach. Did he? He's the leader of probably, arguably, the most... The, 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 the rock band of the 80s with the biggest cult following in history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Dude. a qualified pilot. Yeah. This man is a genius. And he was very, he was very, very polite when I was sat next to him. He, he didn't rustle his sweet packets or anything like that. He did lean over and tell me what the well, plane was. Which well, he's weird. a little rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, but it was... Um, uh, Oh, oh well, well, when, when you can, when you can, when you can write a song about the charge of the light brigade, yeah. and write a song about the oppression of the American um, indigenous, indigenous American Indian, yeah. then you're on something. Tony, and you're onto an original concept. Tony, thank you very much indeed. Let's go to Paul. Paul, 
Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Paul. My name's Paul. I'm from Aylesbury, and my third favourite band are Bell and Sebastian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, and for me, Bell and Sebastian is the perfect third favourite band. A, a little bit fat, and I, I like Bell and Sebastian. I've seen them. I like them. I've interviewed a couple of them, but they're a little bit fay. There's a little bit. You don't really know anything about them. Don't know. You know. You know. There's one of them's called Stuart, and that's kind of it. That's well, a nice. Once you're live, they absolutely hit the spot, don't they? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're great, but it's just like you know, it's no one's ever going to go. Oh, my favourite band are Bell and Sebastian. <laughs> I I love. Have you got a Bell and Sebastian T-shirt, Paul? Now you're saying Bell End. No, I'm not. You said Bell End, Sebastian. <laughs> no, there. Never. Yes, you did. You tried to sneak that one <gasps> That's through. That's outrageous. You tried to sneak that one through. You're the one lady. that keeps saying it. You said Bell End, Bell and Sebastian. Bell and Sebastian. <laughs> That's what we're going to call them now. Bell and Sebastian T-shirt. I'm not cool enough to rock uh, any any kind of rock band T-shirt. I'm afraid. So no, 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 no. no. But we'll we'll all be at home um, uh, wigging out to Dog on Wheels or Lazy Line Painter. You're not wrong. There we go. You see, Paul. Thank you very much indeed. Cheers. We got the. There we go. Third. Sorry. I never said that. You snuck it through. You I snuck never. a bell ending. If I'd have done that, I would have. I would have claimed it happily. You snuck a bell. I don't want to say it in Jimmy Savile's voice. I don't know. Where. This not. is the. This is the problem. Savile is my go-to voice. Northern voice, especially no, if no, you're no, no, doing no, an no, impression no, of no, me. No, no, no. Jimmy Savile starting his car. No, 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 no. Stop Who it. Who does that routine? That's Eddie, Eddie Large, isn't it? Eddie Large. Well, it was a great routine he did. What was it? Um, he did celebrities start in their cars on a cold morning. Eddie Large. It was so funny. What, what, what was, um, what was, he did Bruce Forsyth. What, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember what he was. Oh, I hope you saw oh, that. I know what he was. <laughs> Ridiculous. I think Eddie did it a little bit better than- <laughs> that's a great that is a great routine though celebrities starting their cars that was yeah everyone was wetting themselves with that that was fun um oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number uh, we are asking your third favorite band and who gives a damn about gibraltar now on to the good news two bits of good news first thing is um me and kath the rabbit hole this little side project what we do is going on tour we're Mm. doing an actual tour so far we've only got two dates that are locked in okay and they are catherine i don't know (laughs) you know i'm terrible with dates uh yeah okay right so well we obviously we got july july the 29th in manchester lunchtime show in salford in salford that's selling out fast so if you want to get tickets go to ticketsource.co.uk slash Ian Dashley. Ticketsource.co.uk slash Ian Dashley. It's the 29th of July. Then, on the Saturday, Sunday, the 17th of December, our only London show this year at King's Place. Um, and you, if you Google King's Place rabbit hole, your tickets. 17th of September, our only London show this year. Then, 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 then. <laughs> then we are doing... On Saturday the 14th of October, we are in... Sorry, am I keeping you up? Bit, yeah. Brighton. Not Bournemouth, as I thought. I I was emailing totally the wrong place. But we're in Brighton 
um, at the, uh, um, the, uh, the Brunswick, I think it's called. We'll find out that. And then on the 29th of October, we're in Hull. Hull. We're in Hull. Mm-hmm. We're in Hull. And then uh, possibly the 3rd of December, we're in Luton. Uh, if you want to find out all of these dates, at Ian Lee. But stay tuned, because at some point over the weekend, early next week, the rabbit hole dot com i think it is or rab- the rabbit hole show dot com anyway we've got a website <laughs> a uh, vague website uh, so, uh, a couple of blokes called darren and jack have have, uh, have built for us and it is absolutely stunning it's a stunning website um and uh when we when it uh, goes live and we remember it well stop yawning I can't help it look if you're gonna yawn go out and yawn because it's making me yawn and I, uh, yawns are contagious you know you can catch a yawn off a cat and a cat can catch a yawn off you. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's great fun making my cat yawn. Oh, I love it. You've got a cat, you've got a lock eyes with her. And then you've got to do a yawn. And here's the interesting thing. You can't do a fake yawn. She knows. It's got to be a real yawn. And she'll yawn. I think in your face, cat. Have some of that. <laughs> it's brilliant. I love it. 0344 That's the first bit of good news. Second bit of good news, as well as me doing Virgin Radio Sunday mornings from now on, 10 o'clock, this Saturday, it's a one-off, guys. It's a one-off. This Saturday evening, between 9 and 12 on talk radio, I'm doing the sex and relationship show. Dr. Pam isn't here and I'm taking, I'm filling in Dr. Pam's slot. It's Professor Perv. Exactly. So, Kath's not coming in. It's me. No one's asked me. Well. So, he, I, I thought what we could do on Saturday, Saturday night, 9 till 12, I thought we could do um, a couple of things. I'm more than happy to talk about sex and relationships. And we can get filthy, right? Because I've, I've listened to Dr. Pam. I've also listened to the competition on the other side. And they talk about butt plugs, clitoris... Um, um, fisting. Stop it! Are they honestly? They do. Uh, the, their sh- the show on Saturday night on the other place. It is. I get embarrassed and have to turn it off. It is filth. Lesbians. Um. Uh. Dildo. Oh, every everything. It is incredible. So we can do that. Um. But also, I thought on Saturday between nine and twelve, and I'm warning you now. It's going to be call straight to air. I'm going to be too tired to do any prep. I'm not going to come in and read the newspapers like I normally would, like I have done, like I have done here. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to flounce in off the street at five minutes to nine, coffee in hand. I don't know who's producing me, but they'll be in a state of panic as I walk in and go, good evening, walk straight into the studio, boom, and just get in just as that light turns red. Saturday night, 9 till 12, it is going to be Triple M, I used to call it in the old days, it's going to be three hours of calls straight to air, anything goes. Now, the thing is, you need, dear listener, to spread the word, okay? These, these straight to air shows only work when people call in okay and when lots of people call in so it's up to you you know how crap this station is at marketing right you think you've got that yeah so the marketing is up to you if you're in facebook groups if you're on twitter if you're um using a public toilet and you've got a sharpie nearby spread the word this 
Saturday evening between 9 and 12 on Talk Radio. We're going to do three hours of old school, what I used to call back in the day Triple M. Uh, I don't really remember why we called it that. Um, but it's basically calls straight to air and absolutely anything goes. Catherine, will you be listening? Uh, Saturday night. Um, because normally I'm like, you know, out on the razzle on a Saturday. Of course I'll be in. I'll be listening. So, uh, it, there was so little thought. This is how sad my life is. Boss sent me a text saying, are you free Saturday night to fill in for Dr. Pam straight away without thinking of it? Yeah. Yeah. I will. Straight away. Saturday nights were never, well, when I was 15, 16, 17, I guess they were a thing, but that thing soon passed quite quickly. And also, you know, not, not, not having had a proper job for about 20, over 20 years, um, you know, society's hours have never really applied to me, you know, so, so Saturday night was, 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 was makes no difference. That makes no difference, man. Um, right, onwards and upwards. Paul, stay there. Come to you in a second. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. This is The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, her Catherine Boyle, on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late Night, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344-499-1000. Good evening, Paul. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing well. I've had a strange evening, Paul. A very strange evening. I, I will reveal some of it shortly. I got a bit stressed earlier on. Okay, well, notice I'm being quiet for a change and not interrupting. Well, you didn't need to say that. Okay. Um, but I got a bit stressed earlier on uh, trying to book tickets for the cinema. But I'm being slightly reluctant to say exactly what happened because I've just had an email saying. Um, our CEO of the company is going to call me tomorrow. Well, the company of the place you're booking tickets for the cinema for? Yes, yes. Okay, right. Yes, the CEO is going to call me tomorrow. So that's, so that's, it instantly calmed me down ever so slightly. That's good customer service. Are you going to the Jared's Cross Cinema by any chance? I'm not saying where or what the cinema is out of fairness to them. Okay. Anyway, Paul, what have you called in about? Okay. My third favourite band. Yes. Okay. I can... It's funny. I don't think you should really list things in favourites. Of course you should. Of course you should. It's a fun thing thing to do. My third favourite band is Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Well, good for you. They're a a cracking third band. Yeah, okay, can I say that? Okay, I've never missed one of their London gigs ever. Well, hang on a minute. Yes, I'm agoraphobic, but I always make it to whenever... Well, hang on a minute then. So if they're your third favourite band and you never miss one of their gigs, well, that must mean that there are two bands ahead of them who... You also do not miss their gigs. No, no, I don't. No, because no, there you go. That's not true. No, they sound like your first favourite band. Yeah. Oh, that, okay, maybe they could be. With, I, I didn't because the phone in Paul, with the greatest of respect, the phone in yeah, isn't it? No, isn't no, who, now you're interrupting. The phone in isn't who's your first favourite band. No. Uh, so phone in is who is your third favourite band? Yeah. Okay, and I would say they're my third. Well, you, but you you go to all of their London concerts. I've been to every London concert. Right. Yeah, but the other bands that are my two in front of them don't exist anymore. Okay. Well, give me the names of the two favourite bands. The Beatles. Right. And the 
Beach Boys. Right, OK. So the Beach Boys do exist. They're um, not, well, well, not really as a complete thing, do well, they? Well, OK, so you, you, you went to see the Beach Boys earlier this year, did you? At the Royal Festival. I've seen them at the Royal Festival Hall right. about three years ago. When OK. It, so it was just, it was just okay. the... Uh, so you didn't go to see your second favourite band earlier this year at the Royal Albert Hall? No, because I couldn't make it. But yet you go and see your third favourite band okay. at every gig they do in London. I'm very confused with your priorities here, Paul. <laughs> OK. It's a load of BRMC, isn't it? Thanks very much for calling, Paul. OK. Uh, let's go to John. Good evening, John. Hello? Hello, John. Hello, yes, speaking. Yes, I know. Oh, Ian. Yes, John? Yes, um, I just uh, I wanted uh, to know your views on um, this Brexit nonsense. What? Um, I wanted to know your views on, on Brexit. What do you actually think on Brexit? Why? Well, I mean, you know, we should have uh, people like yourselves in the media. Why? Well, we should have people like yourselves in the media um, giving their opinions. Why? Um, why? 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 Why should people in the media give their opinions? Well, I, I think it would be a, a good idea to um, to air their opinions. Why? Well, uh, so people can make their own minds up whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. But but hang on a minute. So y- you want people in the media? To share their opinions on something so that other people can make up their own opinions. Well, hang on. Who, whose opinion do I listen to as a member of the media to make up my opinion? Or am I just an opinion setter? No, no, you're not an opinion setter. I'm just saying, you should say, I think uh, Brexit is a good thing because, or it's a bad thing because, what do you think? And in the media, you have a, a very strong position because you can reach a lot of people. no. Of course you can. You, you can reach a lot of people. But, but why, people. Well, well, I mean, technically, yes, realistically, tens of thousands. Um, but I still don't understand why you want to hear my views on Brexit. What, what difference will that make? Won't make any difference to Brexit. I, I don't think there'll be many people going, hmm, well, Ian Lee thinks this, and that's the opposite of what I thought. But do you know what? Because I like that guy, I'm going to switch my opinion. Well, no, if you create a, a, a good case, then people could switch their opinion. But why should I? Well, I'm not asking you to switch an opinion. I'm just asking you. No, but why should I make a good case? Well, you're in the media. Right, but again, why, that, that's irrelevant. Why should I make a good case for or again Brexit? Well, you're in the media. So, um, obviously, the media is important in... Um, well, well, well so is Philip Schofield. Do you want Philip Schofield's opinion on Brexit? Well, yeah, I, I'd, be, I'd, I'd be welcome to hear his opinion. OK, right what here. about Steve McFadden, who plays one of the Mitchell brothers? He's in the media. Do you want his opinion on Brexit? I'm welcome to hear any opinion on Brexit. Why Why are you so desperate to hear other people's opinions on Brexit? Are you? Are you struggling, John, to make up your opinion on it? No, I'm I'm not struggling at all. But then, not why do all. you need to hear other people's opinions? I think yeah. I know why. I think I know why. Why? Why is that? Because one of two reasons. One, if um, the person you're listening to puts forward an opinion you agree with, you feel warm and safe and comfortable because you are listening to someone who has a similar opinion to you. Secondly, if the person you are listening to in the media 
has a different opinion on Brexit, that allows you to feel a righteous anger. Oh, I don't have any righteous anger. We all we all love righteous anger. Where we feel that we we are right and the other person is wrong. Everybody loves it. It's a human basic. But uh, I I like to um, listen to other people's opinions. But why mine? Why mine? You don't want to know my opinion on Brexit. Well, I I, I think... I don't want to know yours. No, I I think you're a good uh, presenter. I think you do a good show. Yes. And I'd just like to know your opinion on Brexit. What difference would that make in our relationship? Well, it, probably not a hell of a lot, but it, 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 I would just like to know um, where you stand on Brexit, that's all. But why? I, I, here's the point I'm trying to get to, John. Um, why do you, John in Limehouse, want mm. to hear Ian from Windsor's opinion on Brexit? What difference will it make to your life? Well, it won't make any difference to my no. life. No. Of course it won't. So you're nosy? No, I'm just, well, no, I'm just... <laughs> I'm just Interested, that's all. Mm. That's all it is. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm interested to know um, what your opinion is, that's all. I'm, 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 I'm not nosy, no. I'm not trying to be picky or anything like that. Well. I, just, I'd like, I'd just like to know, that's okay. all. I'm not that's going it. to tell you. Okay. Not a problem. That's okay. I, I, I love your show, by the way. I, I think you're great. Thank you, John. I really do. You're a good sport. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Take care. Bye-bye. All the best. Thank you. That was, a, that was a nice call. I enjoyed that. I, enjoy, I hope John enjoyed that. He's a good sport. Thank you, John. Um, but it's interesting, isn't it? Um, why? I'm getting old. I felt bad at the end of that. I'm getting old. I'm getting he, old. It's because he ended it politely, right? No, it's just because he was, he, he, you know, I, he, even I felt I was haranguing him a little bit. But I, I, I'm genuinely, I'm getting old. Like, I've developed a conscience. This will never work in this line of business. A conscience of a, a phone-in radio host. No, 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 no. I'm supposed to point the finger and laugh at people. That's what I'm supposed to do. Um, but it's 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 funny, isn't it? Um, um, I don't... It, it's like... First time I discovered that one of my friends at school smoked. I remember going out and he brought out a packet of um, fags. And he went, do you want one? I went, no. And I felt really disappointed that he smoked. I thought, yeah. oh, oh, Malcolm smokes. Oh, that. Ri- oh, and I, felt, and I felt a little bit different about him. And that would be the same. Imagine, I mean, I don't really look up to anybody in the media. Um, okay, imagine if uh, one of my, imagine if Paul McCartney, right, who I've got a lot of time for, came on the radio and went, um, you know, um, I think personally that um, Donald Trump getting in is really great news for um, America and so on. I think, oh, oh, I don't like that. But I still like Paul McCartney records. I don't know why it's important to know a celebrity's or someone uh, yeah, in the media's I wish, opinion I wish on people stuff. would stop asking Morrissey things. Yeah, I know. Um, and, and I think that's that's part of the problem with, with, uh, with people is a lot of people won't make up their own opinions until they've heard people they admire's opinions. Now, it, it can be a radio presenter, it can be a columnist, it can be, you know, a gobshite on Twitter, it can be someone who does YouTube videos in their mum's spare room with a map stuck on the wall. You know, it can be any number of people, but a lot of people won't quite know where to sit on some issues until they have heard the person they look up to tell you what they think and what you should probably think. And, um... 
I don't know. I don't know. Thank you for that, John. 0344 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Uh, stay there, Galen. I am, I am going to say what happened before the show, but I am going to couch this story. And I'm not going to name the, the, the chain, although if you follow me on Twitter, you'll know. But I am going to start the story by saying uh, that just before the show, I had a really, really good response from them on Twitter. And I've had a couple of really, really apologetic emails from the company involved. And tomorrow morning, the CEO is going to phone me up. So that is a result. I always feel slightly... Is it just because I'm on the, you know, I did play that I'm going to be on the radio soon card. And I do wonder if um, a normal person, and I use that phrase decidedly, I will explain why in a minute, if a normal person would get the same response. I suspect not. I suspect not. Um, And I'll be honest now, I feel a little bit silly about what happened. But I was upset. You saw me. I was upset. So if it had happened to me. Yeah. Would you think I was silly for no. complaining about it? Let's say so what stop happened. It then. Right. So I've, I've, I've got the boys tomorrow. And we're going to go and see my mum. And those of you who listen will know that my mum is, is poorly and is in a wheelchair. Galen, I will come to you in a minute, I promise. Um, and um, I just saw that the c- a cinema was showing the new Spider-Man film. And I thought, oh, I'll take the boys. But do you know what? Mum, mum will probably enjoy a bit of mindless Marvel action. Um, and she doesn't get out very often. Change of scene. Yeah, exactly. So I thought, okay, well, let, let me see. So I looked online, and this cinema's got two screens, okay? It's not a big multiplex. It's one of these nice kind of boutique cinemas, and I like that. I like paying a little bit more to to get a bit of a, an experience, you know. I'm a big fan of that. And there's loads of these sort of small independent cinemas or, or, or smaller chains, you know. The Odeons and the Views and all of that, they're great as well, you know. But you like the ones with, like, the coffee shops. Yeah, and... I do. I do. I'm a sucker for that. I don't mind paying a bit more. Uh, but, and, and this cinema's got two screens. Only one of the screens has got space for wheelchairs, and it's only got space for two wheelchairs. Okay, so you're kind of... So what it is, it's just basically a chair is removed and you put the wheelchair in. And as luck would have it, the screen that was showing Spider-Man was in the screen that had um, the wheelchair thing. So you can't book it online. I found out you could, but it's actually it's not made particularly clear. So that's, that's, that's not great. But you, you can book it online. Um, but so I phoned up. And I said, I'd like to book four tickets, please, for Spider-Man and yeah, tomorrow afternoon, da, 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 this cinema. Um, one of them, so it's two children, two adults. One of the adults is in a wheelchair. And the guy said, OK, we'll just have a look. Right. OK. Um, we can put the wheelchair um, in the, the, the one of the spaces. Those are free. But the um, sofa next to the wheelchair is taken up. So what we can do is we can put the wheelchair in the back row and then the three of you can sit in the row in front. And I went, um, and I, I got, I, I said to him, can I think about that for a minute? And I put the phone away and I think I might have sworn, Catherine, to mm. you. And I, I'm, I'll be, I'm ashamed to say, I considered it for about a minute. Mum sat at the back. Now, bearing in mind, Mum, you know, she kind of needs a bit of attention. And quite often she'll fall forward in her seat. So she needs someone to kind of just go, you're right. Do you know, Sometimes she needs the blanks filled in a bit as well as to who is who and stuff like that. It's kind of a, an interactive experience taking Mum out to see a show or something. And so I went back and I said, um, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, um, but I cannot believe 
that you have someone you, your system allows the seats next to the wheelchair seats to be booked by people who aren't with a wheelchair he said well i'm really sorry sir but those seats have been booked by some normal people and i i missed that to start with i started saying something else and i went sorry hang on did you say some normal people and this guy fair play to him he instantly went Oh, no, I didn't mean it like that. And he, he kept very calm. I didn't mean it, mean to cause offence, sir. I, I, I just meant they were booked by, and I said, some normal people. He said, no, I didn't mean to cause offence. What I meant was, well, no, what, what you meant was, I know what you meant, but you said normal people. The implication being that my mum in a wheelchair is not a normal person. And I know what you meant, but um, you're you're really lucky that you're saying this to me, not someone who is perhaps a bit more militant about language. Or someone who is in a wheelchair. Yeah. And um, he said, I said, I'm not going to book the three tickets, but I would like to make a complaint. I'd like to complain about two things, please. He said, how he said, well, there is two ways to complain. You can report the complaint to me or you can you can email. I said, I'll do both. He said, OK, what's the first complaint? I said. I think that it is unacceptable that you would sell the tickets for able-bodied people, that sell those seats um, that are next to uh, uh, the wheelchair spaces um, when they're not sat with people who have wheelchairs. I can understand that, you know, if, if the cinema is sold out and you've only got those two seats left and no one has booked the wheelchair seats, OK, fine. This is the thing. We looked at the screen map. Oh. And... It was kind of empty. Empty in the middle. And I said that, he said, OK, what's the second thing um, you want to complain about? And I said this. I, I remember I called him man. I said, man, I feel really bad doing this, but I want to complain about you saying normal people. And he said, I'm really sorry. I said, I know you're sorry and I don't want to get you into trouble, but I have to complain about it because that is an unacceptable thing. And I was really calm. I was on my bestest behaviour. And I, was, I think I may have even chuckled a bit I, because it was so ridiculous. I said, but you, man, you cannot, you cannot say that, you know, and, and that could really upset someone. I'm, I'm upset a bit, but you, that, that could really upset someone. If, if my mum had heard that, that would have, you know, to be considered not, not. And I know what he meant. So we took the complaint and I emailed the complaint and then I had a, a, a well then I had a hissy fit on Twitter and was atting this cinema um, and and fair play and people piled in as people do on Twitter and now I feel a bit embarrassed about the whole thing and they replied eventually just before the show started um, and I've had lovely lovely apologetic email um, and I'm going to speak to the CEO tomorrow morning at eleven thirty. Um, but now I feel a bit silly. Okay, well, no, you shouldn't. No, you're right. Because it might mean, hopefully it will mean, it doesn't ever happen to anyone again. Yep. Right? They change the policy, which is a stupid policy and yep. it needs flagging up. And, you know, sometimes these things aren't apparent to people if they're not the person who is mm-hmm. pushing someone around in a wheelchair or accompanying someone in a wheelchair. You know, say you're going out with your wife and she's in a wheelchair. What, are you supposed to sit behind? He's not supposed to sit together. It's ridiculous. So they need to know this stuff. And you know what? You could have been talking about your kid in a wheelchair. Yeah. 
you know, you there are people who are growing up disabled and they are normal and yeah. they need to feel yeah, like yeah. everyone You're else right. sees them that way. So take yourself yes. out of this because I know you don't like being um, in the middle of a story. But if it happened to your mate, you would yes. say fair play and it should be flagged up. Um, and, and we did we did look at the, 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 the seating plan on the cinema and it is literally those two seats, a sofa. Those That sofa is next to the wheelchairs and there's hardly any other taken up. And, and you, you did say, well... You could always go along and ask that couple, you know, book the seats next to it and ask that couple to move. And yeah, you could do, but that shouldn't be my responsibility. That's what I said they, to you. They, there might be a chance that they they don't want to for whatever reason. But then there was another weird kink. I couldn't have had because I've got there'll be three able-bodied people, and it's two sofas next to the wheelchair. And I tried to book. Three people sitting on two sofas. Yes, you put the boys on a sofa together and you'd sit. And the the computer said, you can't do that. You can't book half a sofa. So this is another thing I'll say to the CEO tomorrow. I say, you can't... You you, you You can highlight them. Yeah, you should have single single seats next to it. um, Or basically, your soul system's screwed. Because even if I wanted the three, the, the four of us to sit in a row, because we just couldn't do it. But you know what? If I had a business, yeah. if that was my business, I would want yeah. to know. Yes. Because I'm sure it's not been done out of anything other than than not being fully aware of, of, the, of oh. the practicalities. Can I, I, and can I just say, I've got a feeling tomorrow night we're going to name the company and say good things about them. Yeah. Because I've just had another email from this guy where I, I've just said, look, I'm, you've been really generous... Um, with the emails and I've calmed down and I feel a little bit silly, but I do feel I have to get these points across. And he's replied, you're not being silly. We stand by your points. You should stand by your points. And we're, we're appreciative that you're, you're willing to talk to us. So in terms of, um, mopping up, and this is the great scheme of things. It's not a bloke being dragged off a plane, and having his face smashed in, but it, it, in terms of their willingness to engage, 10 out of 10 so far. Ten, so I've got, a, I've got a feeling tomorrow night I'm going to come on and say, do you know what, this company, and I'm, I know I've mentioned it on Twitter, but a significant number of our listeners don't follow me on Twitter. Um, I've got a feeling we will come on tomorrow and say, well done, guys, you've, uh, you've played an absolute Choose discomfort over resentment. There we go, there we go. Uh, let's go to Gay. Oh, it's Galen! Hello, how uh, are you eventually? Um, eventually, I'm all right, Galen. How are you, systematically? Well, I'm all right as well, you know. Um, I have stories to tell about that, actually, because I work with people with learning difficulties oh, 20 yeah. years ago, actually. Oh, so yeah. I know, do know the situations which I, I never treat anybody different in life. It, I don't care where they're from. Yep. Whatever. All equally, you know. So I've seen it. I've seen it a hell of a lot myself. Um, there's a better film out as well. I think the new Planet of the Apes might be better. Oh, I don't. Know. I've got a feeling that might be a bit scary for my kids because they're seven and five. Oh, I think possibly, no. possibly, possi- yeah, prob- probably, probably. Uh, but here's the thing: I've not enjoyed possibly, any possibly. of the other Planet of the Apes films. I thought they've all been a bit silly. Well, in some ways, I think the new one is to do with. Um, um, the one which uh, Doodard did. Um, Sorry? What's his name? Charlton Heston. Six foot three. Yeah. Is yeah. It, did I get that right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Charlton Heston. Okay. Um, um, yes. Um, I think it's the sort of... The, I don't know. I don't know. But it's, I, and there is a friend of mine who's um, mm. a lot older than me. Yes. I'm a few years older than you, actually. Yes. But um, I feel like I'm ageing in this phone call. What's that? Hello. So what did you call him for tonight, Galen? 
Um, well, just music, musicality. Who is your third sort of? Who is your third favourite band? I I couldn't I couldn't say that I couldn't say that. What do you mean you couldn't say that? Who is your okay? Who's your who is your Galen? Who is your favourite band? No, I I couldn't say. Oh come on, mate! Come on, you flip flopping around. You're like a fish on the no. on the deck of a boat, just flapping everywhere. Come on, grow a backbone. Who's your favourite band? But I love uh, uh, blues, jazz, trad, and um, and stuff I write myself. So give us your you favourite band, Galen. Sorry, give us your. F- I'll give you my favourite band. If I'll show you mine, if you show me yours. Well, I don't know. Top three, I'd stick up here. I wouldn't even stick Tom Waits up here, actually. Tom Waits, uh, I, 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 I've got to stop. Waits. I've got, no, 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 sorry. And I'm, <laughs> mate, I've got to be specific. I'm not talking about solo artists. I'm talking about bands. No, I know, I know, I know, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Apart from that, then, Nirvana. N- number one? Um, no, I, these aren't. These Yo, are, well, you've uh, got to put band. a number. I'd you've got. I'd stick, you... I'd stick the band up there, actually. The band with Robbie Robertson, number two. Yeah. So, yeah, number one, Nirvana. We're doing it. Number go. one is Nirvana, number two is Robbie Robertson and the band. Who's your well, third favourite band? Ne- not necessarily, not necessarily. I don't know, I don't know, um, I, I don't know, as, as far as favourite singers go... No, I, I don't want to know your favourite singer! I don't want to... Kath, you talk to him. I can't talk to him. <laughs> you talk to him. Galen? Yep. Who's your favourite band? I know, I'm, 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 I'm off a board and I am terrible. Go on, tell us your favourite band. You know, you know. Well, I get it. no, but I can't. I just can't stick them down. I just can't. Um, if you had to choose a band to be in, that's that's pushing it. Um, um, that's that's a long question. Um, I'm not going to mention the stones anyway. Do, do like your, do your, um, and, and can we get a clip of that? Do your thinking noise again, please, Galen. Uh, 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 um, um, well, um, whatever. Okay, whatever. thank you very much. Galen there auditioning for uh, four weddings and a funeral. Well, I was just wondering if, um, if you, um, like to go out on a David Cassidy with me. I don't know. That's for weddings and a funeral, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> sounds sounds like it. Can we get a clip of that during the news? That's going to be my hot key. That's our thinking sound. <laughs> Galen's thinking sound. Oh, I'm having fun tonight. By the way, I can see on Twitter and on the text we're getting loads of new listeners because there's somebody sitting in on the other place. I love it. I love it when somebody else sits in at the other place because it means we've got a chance to grab people over here. Uh, so we've got um, a, a puzzle. Um, and oh, The screen's gone, so I can't see. But we've got loads and loads of new people listening. Trust me, guys, this is a phone-in radio show like what you haven't heard since the late 90s. Anything goes. 0344 499 1000. Tonight we're talking about your third favourite band. Um, We're talking about cinemas and uh, kind of talking about Gibraltar, although no one's been able to sell it to me. This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Ah, dear listener, it's a busy, busy night. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. And don't worry, I'm going to say to the boss as well tomorrow, final word on this, I don't want that bloke to get in trouble. That's not the point of it. I don't want him to get told off and get into trouble, but maybe just, you know. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road, it's where I'll always be Every stop I make, I make a new friend Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow, I'll wanna settle down Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Down this road that never seems to end When you adventure lies just around the bend So if you wanna join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Maybe tomorrow I'll wanna settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home gentlemen i don't want that young lad to get into trouble because because you know i knew what he meant but i just it, it, I, I, you can't just you can't say that can't no say that. I, 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 I will say i don't think he'll forget that phone call oh, no, 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 no. oh three four four let's um hang on a minute you oh. you're right what's the matter i want to get it just feels a little bit flat so i want to play some music behind so that people think it's actually fun a, fun, fun. fun 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 a better show than it is we've got all these listeners from the other place defectors because they're used to listening um Colonel Dodge Pop McDougal. All right, um, well, they've come to the right place, I mean, well, for that kind of stuff. Steady on, mate. Um, let's get some um, appropriate music. Um, here we go. Let's play. Woke up quick. No. 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 Hey. Come on, Ian. No. Take out the dance, mother... Whoa! Oh, steady easy, on... Tiger. Steady on, MC5! Flipping heck! That's outrageous! Here we go, look at there. That's it. Oh, dear, the MC5 gave me a blooming heart attack. They were going to say, kick out the jams, mother flumpers. That's what they were going to say. Very busy show this evening, dear listener. This is The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee. What's your name? Catherine. Well done. Sam is through there. He's the young gentleman answering the telephones. It works like this. We sit here and we talk about stuff. We'll go through the papers in a bit. We'll see what's happening in the world. We'll also tell you what's been going on in our lives. You are welcome at any point to pick up the phone and talk about any of the things that we have spoken about on air, or 
if you think there is something more important that we have completely missed, and by important it can be, um, you know, nuclear war, or it can be the fact that you stubbed your toe this morning. I don't think we've missed nuclear war, but well, how it, would we know? Well, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Korea is, is testing intercontinental ballistic missiles. So, and, and, and Trump has said, we, we're going to fight those guys with very, very strong men, or something. He also he said. said, she's in great shape, yes. beautiful. Yeah, well, she's a, f- a fit lady, and he's just commenting on that. Like, you, uh, it's his job, isn't it? You girls, the free you girls don't like compliments. Uh, but what I'm saying is, you can phone in about anything. Be prepared to be challenged. This isn't, again, we've we got people from the other side who are used to, um, you, you know, the people spout their views and the, then they get cut off and they go, well, that's a great call, thanks very much, and move on. You'll be challenged. Like John, who wanted to know what my views were on Brexit. He didn't want to know, really. He wanted to tell you his. Yeah. Oh, but was that it? Yeah. I didn't want to know what his were. Well, no, that's... 03. The way this works, dead simple. It's a, it's a really cheap number. For most of you, it'll be free because it'll be included in your packages. This is the phone number, right? 0344 499 1000. 0344 499 1000. You phone up, you speak to Sam, who's, um, uh, it's, it's day three or four for Sam, and he's admirable so far. I would give him, I would give him, uh, seven uh, out of 30, um, which is a great score. You know, I'm a harsh scorer. Uh, and he'll take your name and number and he will call you back, okay? So, and then you come on. 0344 499 1000. Let's go to Terry. Good evening, Terry. Hello, Ian. How yeah. are you doing? Oh, I'm very well, Terry. What you got for us? Uh, it's completely unrelated to what you're speaking about. Perfect. Like, Love nothing... it. Yeah. Love it. It's just like, it's a, like kind of a thought. Okay, uh, let's, let's you know, hear your... Something I just want to, you know... Let's. Is it a brain fart? No, it's just like, I think, you know, you're allowed to kind of come on here and like sort of like just kind of come up with things, are you? Is this Bob Mortimer? Because I read somewhere, right? This is <laughs> true. <laughs> I read somewhere that Bob Mortimer's been calling this show. What? This is what I read. I read it somewhere. As if that would happen. No, honestly, I read it. Bob Mortimer, right? And I know Bob Mortimer a little bit. So I sent yeah. him a text and said, Bob, I'm reading on the, on this thing. You've been phoning my show, have you? He's, and he replied, no, of course not. We, we, I'd You're tell a busy you, man. I'd tell you if I was. I was like, all right. But now I'm wondering if, if, if he's now phoning up as Terry. Terry. He would, wouldn't he? <laughs> Terry? He likes the name Terry. Yeah. Huh? Is that... Hi, Bob. Are you Bob Mortimer? No, I wish I was, uh, no. Can we call you Bob? Yeah, you can call me Bob, yeah. All right, Bob, what you got? Can we change the name on the screen, Sam, to Bob? Thank Bob you. Bob Mortimer. To Bob Mortimer. Yeah, Bob, yeah. Bob, what yeah. you got for us? Right, uh, it, this is weird, uh, but... Uh, right... Remember years ago when you used to get those, like, kind of, um, things on the TV, like, about, like, police chases and stuff uh, like that? Oh, yeah, lights, camera, police and stuff like that. Stop. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 stuff like that. Please stop or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, They still show it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was watching one today, yeah. and it was from, like, 1991, yeah? Yeah. Classic. And, and it, I was looking at it, and, like, all the cars are, like, square. Do you know what I mean? I do know exactly what you mean, yeah. And, like, but now all the cars are, like, kind of rounded. Yeah, like, bubbly, je- you know? like jelly moulds. Yeah. You're right. He's right. Hey, he's, he's absolutely spot on. Um, 
if you see footage from the 90s as well, it's very smoky. And also, it's quite 80s. Yeah, the 90s look like the 80s. We thought we'd moved on. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say the, the 90s look like the 80s did in the 90s. Are you sure... By the way, this is a great to- title for tonight's podcast, The 90s Look Like the 80s. Are you sure it was from the 90s? Yeah, yeah, because obviously you get a timestamp on the video, don't you? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, did. well done, all right, all right, detective, all right, Kojak. Um, <laughs> yeah, the 90s yeah, yeah. look like the 80s, and, and, and people's hair and fashion, it looks incredible. Because I don't know how yeah. old you are, Bob, right, but the, when I think of, like, 1994, it, my yeah. first thought is, oh, that wasn't that long ago. And then I do the maths, yeah, yeah. and it's 23 years ago. Yeah. It's a quarter of a century. Yeah. And but when you see that footage, you don't realise the difference mm. until you see it and you go, that looks like what the 80s looked like when I was in the 90s. And the 80s look quite like the 70s. Yeah. It's a mixed up, muddled up, shook up world that got my Lola, Bob. But that, that was my contribution anyhow. Thank, Thank you very much that. indeed. I appreciate it. And that is it. You can call in about absolutely anything you want. I enjoyed that. Good call, Bob. Thank you, mate. Let's go to um, Andrew. Good evening, Andrew. Hi, Ian. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you, Andrew. I'm glad to hear it. Um, I, we were kind of interacting a little bit on Twitter this evening, and... Um, oh, this and is the, Andrew, Andrew! Uh, yeah, I was sort of saying that... I know we, we, we first sort of got in touch when you told the first story about your mum and yes. to sort of help out and stuff. Yeah, and, that all got sorted. I saw, and I, I, mm. Perhaps I didn't... That, that all got sorted in the end. Yeah, I'm really glad to hear it. Although maybe things aren't as great as they could be, given your story this evening. But, yeah, it's it was um, a real dis- it was a real disappointment. And I I am um you know I am aware I think more than the average per the average person because of my dealings that I've had to do with with mum and in terms of taking her places and getting her into places and stuff. I am kind of aware uh, just how difficult it can be for people with with different kinds of um, uh, disabilities and different kinds of abilities, how difficult it can be for them to enjoy things that um, perhaps able-bodied people take for granted, like going to the pictures. You can't just do something, you have to plan it all out. And then I had an email from, uh, a message from Dredge, and Dredge Mm. said, can people in wheelchairs go on the underground? I suppose they can't. And they can't. There's a, there's a there's a handful of stations that have got lifts. Mm. There's a ha- literally uh, it, it it was about six last time I checked. It's probably more now that have got lifts. Okay, but most of them haven't got lifts, so you can't get down those escalators. And also, they can't mind the gap. If there is a gap between the train and the platform, then a wheelchair cannot go over. Just think, when did you ever see a wheelchair on the underground? Never. Well, uh, it's true. A friend of mine said that it, he uses a wheelchair. He um he was first able to travel during the 2012 Olympics, but then as soon as that was over, they they removed all the accessibility for him. <laughs> <straight away. laughs> <Did they> really? <laughs> no. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, once the eyes of the world. And I'm lucky. I I don't bring my mum into Central London. I don't really do it much now, anyway, because she's she's even worse than she was. But um, I, I'm lucky that when I have brought her into Central London, I've always um, been able to go in the car, and work. she has a blue badge, so we can generally find some parking, off, you know, on a street somewhere near the venue that we're going to, because it's normally for a meal or, or to see a play or, or, or something like that. And I've got. To, I, I, here we go. We're knocking stuff that nearly every west end 
theatre that I have, well, every West End theatre that I have been to with my mum, and bear in mind, these are really old buildings that were not designed for people in wheelchairs, right? Yeah, Nearly... I'll tell you a story about theatre in a minute. Oh, no, don't, don't, please do, but I, I, I just want to say, my experience, and I've taken her about half a dozen times to West End theatres, those people could not be more attentive to my mum and then secondly to me that they they come and they they generally you have to go in through a really grubby side entrance which they apologize about but they move everyone out of the way they get you in i remember once one, one theater we went to see the um, the the, the uh, four seasons um uh jersey boys and the the, the uh, wheelchair seats were in a box we got a box, and as a carer, I got half-price tickets. And during the interval, a young lady came in and said, well, now, um, can we get you any drinks or refresh? It was wonderful. Uh, so go, go on, give us your story, Andrew. Well, I, I was just wanting, if, if you'll forgive me, just start by saying I'm autistic, and yeah. it took me quite a, a lot of uh, anxiety to sort of work up to making this call, but I'd I like saw. to sort of say thank you to a few people on Twitter that encouraged me to make it. So I saw you I saying am, uh, that, and I, I, I and I wasn't going to be one of those people that said, "Come on, Andrew, you can do it." Because I didn't want to put any undue <laughs> pressure. But it, it, I, I, I just, I just have to say, we we get people. You know, we have Jerry who phones up a lot with Parkinson's. We get people with mm. um, speech impediments and and stammers and all kinds of things. Um, Everybody is welcome here, whatever, you know, how, because I know that if my mum phoned up, some people would find it hard for her to understand, uh, to, to understand her. Um, so everybody is welcome on this show. We've got three hours, and if it takes three hours to work out what someone is saying, <laughs> we'll do it. We will do it, Andrew, because I want everyone to feel that, you, you know, I, Jerry, for example, I've, I've, I've got such a soft spot for Jerry, such a great call. I mean, he's an idiot sometimes, mm. but um, <laughs> I know that he gets turned away from other shows on other stations and, and other yeah. shows on this station and again that's discrimination you know we're, we're lucky that we've got the time and the space to allow people to i mean if he's talking rubbish i'll cut him off you know he doesn't, <laughs> he's not getting special treatment but sure. anyway i'm glad you called in andrew so go well, on well, thank you very much i appreciate it i guess um i guess the thing for me was that i'll tell you the story in a second but i guess the thing for me was that accessibility just you know it isn't just about physical accessibility yeah. as you sort of seen with your mum it's that people think if they put a ramp in they've done their job yeah yes, 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 yes. but there's you know there's so much more than that you know that the wheelchair space might be i don't know the one that's right near the screen and they forget that that person has to crick their neck the whole yeah. time just to watch it yeah or as you found out it might be that they sell the seat next to it for the, the person the, the person who's the carer or the family member and that's, mm. it goes well beyond just putting a ramp in and then I suppose there's that thing about the fact, you know, I'm sure the guy that said the words normal people would be devastated at yes, what yeah. he said. But it's that kind of easy, casual use of language that kind of belies and betrays a way of thinking that's still out there, that disabled people are somehow different. You know, I, I, I like this phrase, that I'm, I'm different, not less. Mm. You know? And I do, and um, I do, I did feel sorry for the lad. And I'm gonna, you know, I've I've learned that the comp, the, the the cinema chain outsource the box office to an, an external company. And I'm gonna make a point of saying, look, you know, and 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 Kath was there with me, and I I I, I laughed when he said it. I laughed, and I, I you know, I didn't get angry, and I didn't. Um, you know, it would have been very easy to kind of rise up and shout at him, and you shouldn't bloody say that. I I yeah. kind of laughed and went, man, you cannot. You cannot yeah. say that, and you're kind of lucky you're saying it to me, you know, because um, I, I, I'm I'm offended, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lose sleep over it, and I'm not, I'm not gonna go to bed sure. crying. 
but well, it's, someone it's about else training, might. Not not punishment, isn't it? Really, yeah. Training and understanding. Training, yeah. Than, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. You, it, it, that, that's what it is about. And 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 I, you know, I. I mean, yeah. arguably, it's not fair putting him in that position. Yeah. Putting him on the phones, dealing with that sort of stuff, if he's not if he's equipped not, oh, indeed. to, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I'll tell you the theatre story. Yeah, I mean, go on. I, I sort of, um, I'm self-employed, but I earn my living from giving disability training, not just in autism, but sort of general stuff, yeah. which is why I offered to help you with your mum and that sort of Thank thing. Thank you very much, yeah. Uh, contacts in that area, which is still there, might help if, in the future. But, Thank you, you things that you saw but i remember years and years ago uh, working with a learning disabled man who had no physical impairments at all so there was no sort of physical access issues for him but he still needed someone to go with him uh, and it was to a theater and the law has always been very clear on physical accessibility they have to provide a ramp they have to provide this that and the other but yeah. it's always been a bit woolly when it comes to learning disability and things like that yeah. where just someone you know maybe it's an intellectual impairment and that sort of thing yeah and so I used to sort of wing it and pretend I knew the law and pretend, you know, hope the guy on the other end of the phone didn't really know it. And I'd say, well, so of course, this guy will be coming. He'll be bringing a support worker. And of course, that support worker will get him for free, won't they? Yeah. And the theatre guy said, well, actually, I'm sorry, sir. We, um, we don't offer free tickets. So I, I sort of pretended that the law said different and tried to wing it a bit. And this went on for about 20 minutes. And I'm sorry, sir, we just don't give free tickets. So I'll have a word with the manager. After 20 minutes of this back and forth, he went back and came back and said, well, I've had a word with the manager and we don't give free tickets. So what we will do is we'll sell you two tickets at half price. Um, uh, just me or... <laughs> oh, that's, that, that's yeah. delicious. That's brilliant. That's what a great way of saving they really face. really couldn't see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is. They're, they're, they're not giving you a free... You're not getting a free Absolutely. ticket, but yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a lovely way of saving face. I, I kind of respect that. Wasn't that great? It is. It took about 20 minutes to get there, but, you know, there we go. Oh, well. Andrew, end. how, how <laughs> does the first phone call feel? Well, I'm sort of shaking a bit. Yeah. Um, that's just the way it is, I guess. Yeah, with but my, you did it, man. Autism and, and thank you so much. It's, uh, well, I, hang on, you say it's your autism, you. and it, your autism may be accentuating it, but I also think that a lot of other callers who don't have autism, um, the shaking is quite a common thing. When I've, I phoned up radio stuff, I texted a radio station last night, that was very naughty, mm. and they read it out and it was ridiculous. But um, I've, I've phoned up radio stations and I get the shakes, so that is, that, that's quite common. Me too. Oh, well, I'm, gl- I'm glad you called, Andrew, and I hope you get to speak again, mate. Well, it's nice to talk to you. Thank you, Ian. Thank you very much. Bye, 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 bye. What a nice man. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Dom, Lindsay, Cleo, stay there. Come to you after this. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Good evening, Lindsay. Uh, hi. Hiya. 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 Hi, Lindsay. Hi. How you doing? I'm all right. I'm I wish I could fly way up to the here. sky, but I can't. You can? I can't. Oh, I can do a good Orville impression. But when? Oh, that. <laughs> Ignore her, Lindsay. She's um, in a foul mood <laughs> this <laughs> evening. What have you got for us, Lindsay? I don't know. What do you want to know about? So, um, I've been told by the taxi driver yes. to tell you my favourite band. You're, hang on a minute. You've also, been called by the taxi driver. Okay. Uh, are, are you going to talk about drinking? You've been called by the taxi driver to tell us your fifth favourite band. 
My tax driver has told me to ring you and tell me about your my fate. Third favourite band. Third? But also, yes. I've heard you talk about autism. Yes. And therefore, I've got something to say about that as well. Okie dokie. And, and where where are you getting a taxi from and to? Uh, from Sheffield to Penniston. And what what have you been doing this evening, Lindsay? I have been out on a uh, work do. Yes. Yeah. Uh, dressing up as... Um, <laughs> a sexy uh, nurse. Uh, South Park. Sorry? So, yeah. Um, there was a, it was a work do, like a... Uh, a booze-up. <laughs> no, like, well, it was a booze-up, yeah. yeah. And we had to, it was like a, it's a HSBC thing, and you have to find the next pub that you're going to. So you've been on a pub crawl. You've been on a treasure hunt. Let's have a guess. I've been on a pub crawl, being fancy dress. Right, yeah, Lindsay, yeah. are you dressed as Mr. Hankey? No, I'm dressed as Wendy that no one ever knows, but it's the only female mm, thing on... Uh, never seen South Park. Park so, oh, hang on, let uh, me think. Never seen... Oh, Wendy's one of the little so girls. A bit of a div. I had to get the train from Penniston to Sheffield oh, looking no. like an absolute idiot. You've shown it to me. I don't, it means nothing to me. I so don't... you've got a pink beret on and a purple... Top. Yes, exactly. <laughs> a pink berry and a purple... And this is the HSBC, is. you say, using using our money to fund your booze oh, hunt. Oh, shut up. I shouldn't have said that. There we <laughs> go. <laughs> well, go on, Lindsay. Who? We have to pay So is your, is your cab driver listening to talk radio? No, he is. Yeah, he was. Oh. I made him turn it off because it's a... Well, good, uh, for, good for him. Well done, Mr yeah, Taxi Driver. <laughs> we have to pay for it. It's not an extra fee. No, uh, okay. Funded thing. Oh, okay, okay. Boy, you're going to feel <laughs> rough in the morning. Are you working Don't tomorrow? Don't get me sacked. Don't get me sacked. Are you working tomorrow, Lindsay? I am, yes. You're going to feel yes. rough as arseholes. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I am. Um, Lindsay, what, so who is your third favourite band? Well, I'm thinking Stereophonics. Yeah, that sounds about right. Because they're a mm-hmm. bit rubbish, aren't they? Well, they're all right. Exactly, they're, they're all, right. all right. They're yeah. all right. They're all right, yeah. They're yeah. all right. Um, and you wanted to talk about autism. Well, only because you've been talking about it. Yes. And my um, stepson is autistic. Okay. Uh, um, um, you know, uh, I don't know. Huh? Uh, only because he is and... I don't know. Ask me some questions. <laughs> well, I don't know what you want to say about him. Nothing. Uh, it was just uh, you were talking about it, and now I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's. Uh, you say he's your and, stepson. How long is, have you been his stepmum? Um, about three, four years. And how's that going? How's uh, you know the, the autism to one side? How's that going mm-hmm. as a child-parent relationship? Is he? Is how, oh, how old oh, is he? Really good. I mean, as far as it can. Yeah. Really good. Um, you know, but you've got to um, understand the the uh, differences with autistic kids, and uh, you know, he, yeah. Because as good as he can. Okay. Well, th- Lindsay, that's all we can hope for in this day and age. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yay! Yeah. Go home and have a coffee and drink loads of water. Thank you, I will. Cheers, my dears. Ta-ta. The Stereophonics are a terrible band. I mean... They are a terrible, terrible... Bland. Oh, the bland band. 
The Bland Band, starring the Stereophonics. Good evening, Dom. Did the lady say she was from a place called Peniston? Yes. Yes. Do you know that spelt penis town? Yeah. Oh come on. No, I love that. Anyway, listen. Uh, I'm asking for a friend. Um, cheddar cheese or feta cheese? Cheddar. What are we using it on? Really? It's irrelevant. It's cheddar. You know, it's perverse like you to make me sick. Oh dear God! Well, thank you. And he's hung up there. Uh, Cle- <laughs> Cleo. Cleo's tickling himself. <laughs> that was a good call. Uh, well, um, there we go. How are you doing? I'm all right. Are, are you in the same room as your phone? Yes. Okay. It's happening again, that echoey thing, is it? Huh? It's happening again. You sound like oh, an old man. record. <laughs> Don't know what it is. I might, I might be trapped in the 40s. Oh, Jesus. Um, Listen to him. It's like those recordings of dead people. <laughs> well, I'll try and get this out, even though the, the quality is bad. Okay. Could you okay. talk terribly like that? Hello. My favourite third band, third favourite band, indeed, is Dire Straits. <laughs> That works. <laughs> Shame about the band, though, eh? I was, you know, the reason being, I find it difficult to, like, uh, pin my favourite band down. It's uh, like a tussle between Queen and the Beatles. Oh. Um, well, wait, wait, you say your favourite band? Yeah. I'm not interested in your favourite no, band. No, no, no. He, he said Dire Straits is his third. Right, Dire Straits is fine. Well, don't tell us about the other two. It's Cleo. Of course he's going to tell you about but the other I'm two. Not, the, the, I'm not interested... In the other two. The, the phone-in is your third favourite band. I was going to tell you about all hundred of them. Oh, oh yay, Here's yay. the thing. Everyone thinks everyone else is interested in the things that they're interested in, and no one is. It's like telling somebody your dream. Nobody cares apart from you. I told you my dream. You don't want to know about my dream. Oh, I'm going to anyway, cut you off. Um, there we go. Even by his standards, that was, uh, that was pee-poor. People. You're very harsh tonight. Well, I'm f- uh, harsh but fair. Well. Harsh but fair. Well. Oh, three, four. I'm saying that. I've got rid of all the calls now. <laughs> oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. The late night alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Just getting geeky and boring for a bit. I, you know, my sister lives in New Zealand, right? Mm. And so, I, as a kind thing, I bought her an old 60s record player. I couldn't find a dance set, but I found an old 60s record player that works. But it's based in America. Based in good old America, right? So, um, I ordered it. And um, with with the postage and all of that, it's not that... Ex- it, it's, it's a few quid, right? It's a few quid. It's a nice gift, okay? But it's not extortionate. So I've, I've ordered this um, this old 60s record player from America to be sent over to New Zealand. And fair play to the gentleman selling it to me. He said, just to let you know, this is 110 volts. Will that be a problem? Oh. I don't want to send it and you be disappointed. Well, first of all... Top bloke. Top geezer. That is top class online selling. Right? So I've replied... Oh, I just assumed that a travel adapter would work. America to New, to New Zealand travel adapter. He's replied, I'm not sure that will. I've replied, oh, oh dot, dot, dot. 
Why is life so complicated? I just want to send my sister an old record player as a present, and it's a beautiful, beautiful um, machine, but now I'm worried it's going to burn down her house and kill everybody in that building. Mm. Um, ah, any, any, here's what we need. We need an electrician. We need, we need either a New Zealand electrician who grew up in the States... Or an American electrician who grew up in New Zealand. Or one of those clever people online who do up old record players, because they would know. No, they won't They won't know, though, because it's it's not even British voltage going to New Zealand. It's American... Vo- ah! Volts is Watts and Watts is Volts. Pablo's on the line. Good evening, Pablo. Yeah, bit of I'm, I'm taking no prisoners tonight, Pablo, so you better come in with right, your good yeah. stuff straight away. Um, but, <laughs> third favourite bands... Um, relatively obscure, but it's um, a, a band formerly known as Andrew Jackson Jihad, but now known as AJJ. The Andrew Jackson Jihad. I like that. It's a good name for a band. Yeah, well, they, they, they've, they've got lots of stuff out there. Most of it's not uh, up for public airplay. Oh, okay. But, uh, okay. They recently um, limited it down to AJJ just so they didn't, you know... They're a bit more politically more correct. Political correctness. Political correctness. Well, yeah. Of course, yeah, the yeah. Andrew Jackson Jihad to change their name to AJJ. Yeah, but the good good song. It's under two, well, around about exactly two minutes that uh, that you would like, I think. Okay. Well, well, I should hope they've got more than one good song, otherwise they would well, be your plenty. eighth favourite band. Well, that's it. I, I was having a quick listen earlier on just to double check, and um, pretty much ninety five percent of them have swears in them. Um, so I found one specifically that doesn't. Okay. So. Well, yeah. 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 It's now that I'm the uh, now that I'm at the top of my game. If you were interested. Now what? Uh, now that I'm at the top of my game. That's the name of the song he wants you to listen no. to. Oh, I'm not going to listen yeah. to it. Well, it's, it's up to you if you do or you don't. I did tell uh, you, to, you've got, um, I'm taking no prisoners tonight, and um, uh, I know, you've got I to be know. at the top of your game. Well, there you go, it is on, on. He's cut him off. No prisoners tonight, no prisoners. I've got, I've got loads to talk about tonight. If you want to call in, you're welcome to. Just come on, guys. I'm, I'm at the, come on, guys. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, well, let, let, let's let, let's do this because I feel we ought to. Right? We've mentioned it already. Um, now, where is it? Um, hang on a minute. That's the wrong paper, isn't it? Oh. Let's, let's go to. Let's try the star. Oh. What day is it today? Thursday. Who is? I've written in here. Oh, here we go, yeah. King is off his rocker. Gibraltar talks fury. The King of Spain sparked an angry backlash. He looks like um, a less anti-Semitic Mel Gibson. He's very handsome in his day. Everyone fancied um, Prince Felipe. Prince Felipe, the Lord, the King of Spain, España. I am King Felipe of España. I'm going to make love to all of you in many different wonderful ways. You'll be touched in a way you've never been touched before and you will love every minute of it. I know someone who did military service with Prince Felipe. Oh, yeah? And went to the loo alongside him just to check. Hung like a donkey? Well, she said that his wee was not blue. I said, I don't oh. think it's the no. wee that's supposed to be blue. The King of Spain sparked an angry backlash last night by demanding his country has a say over Gibraltar's sovereignty. I don't care about Gibraltar. I don't even really know where it is or what it is or why it is. It's got monkeys. I bet I bet um, people that live there are really annoying. 
I bet they're annoying. I only know knew one person from Gibraltar and yes she was annoying. If you live in Gibraltar and you're not annoying, give us a call. Oh three four 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 Oh, someone wants to um Skype in. How can they Skype in? I don't know, that's why I retweeted it. Oh, I didn't see that. They can Skype because the thing is, right? There we go. People manage to get in on the phone lines. I've no idea how they do that. That's what they need to do because frankly, I could give you the 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 calm name down. that you have calm to put down. in. Calm Hang down. on. Calm down. Let you, me say it. I'm calm. I'm perfectly angry. calm. I'm perfectly okay, calm. Yeah, go on. I could give you the name, but then that would mean that Sam has got to keep listening across the channel on the off chance that someone wants to Skype in. Okay. Not doing that. Well, that, in that case, you can Skype Hey Rabbit Hole Show, because I've got that turned on right now. So you can Skype in Hey Rabbit Hole Show. Okay. There we go. You can Skype that and come on. That's how you do it. King Felipe addressed MPs and Lords at the start of a three-day state visit. Amid already tense British and Spanish relations, he called for new talks about The Rock. I love that guy. He's a great actor. He are there also, already ten, tense relations between us and Spain? According to this, there are. Mm. He also backed... No, there, there is always tense relations between... Be, about about The Rock. No, about The Rock. Oh, yeah, but... No, there is tense British-Spanish relations because somebody said something. Somebody, um... Well, didn't Boris Johnson say something about Spain quite inflammatory recently? I'm sure he did. Um... Hmm. He also backed a Brexit veto for his country. The EU is called for. I just give him, just give him space. You know what we should do? Just give him, give, give him Gibraltar. Give him Las Malvinas. Give it, give it back. Oh, you can have it. You can have it. Oh, get in there. Get in there. We're shutting. We're shutting down. Pull down the shutters. You can have it. Isla White. Oh, you can have that. Um, Alan. Good evening. Good evening, Alan. Uh-huh. How are you, Lee? I feel a little bit gaseous today. Why is that, mate? Oh, I've, I've, we had a massive, massive meal before the show, but ruining no. both of our diets. No. Uh, Not ruining. Oh you can have a cheat day. It's my cheat day. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Yes. Anyway, how's the scooter going, Ian? Uh, do you know what? It's going all right. I've not ridden into work this week just because of, 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 of stuff, but I went for a little yeah. ride on it a couple of days ago, went out for a coffee on it, and it was delightful. Um, and I'll, I'm going to ride it in maybe Monday of next week. Yeah, that's cool. Then. I'm loving it. Oh, yeah. I'm absolutely loving it. It's, it's a joy. Well, why I've called in, Ian. Yes. I was just been listening to you about your record player. Yeah. Right, and on the on a record player, actually, you've got a dual voltage, even on a sixties record player. Really? So it can act. Yeah, so it can be changed from two forty to one ten. Well, hang on a minute. How do you do this? Well, on the back of the record player, there should be a dual voltage switch what? where you just no, 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 there's not. What are you talking about? Well, there should be. There's not. Well, uh, well, okay then. If there isn't one of them, Ian, yeah. you can buy something called an upper, which is a, a transformer which will up the voltage from one ten uh, or drop it down from two forty oh. to one ten. Oh, and th- so their house won't go on fire. No, 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 no. An upper, you say? Yeah, well, it's an up or a downer. Whichever the transformer is, you want it down to 110, so you better 240. No, I want it to go, I think I want it to go up to 220 from 110. Yeah, well, what you do then, you get the transformer, (laughs) the transformer, which is an upper then, which will operate the voltage to do it and drop it to 110. 
All right, all right, Alan. I'm going to hold you. Thank you for that. I'm going to hold you to that, Alan. If that is incorrect data, then I'm going to come round to your house and I'm going to do unspeakable things, push unspeakable things through your letterbox. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. The late night alternative with me and Leon Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um. We just um, had a call on Skype, so let me see if uh, let's see if this works. Hang on a second. Kevin Aldershot. Oh. Or Kevin Aldershot, I think his name is. And he just called. Hey, Kevin. This is Skype. Kevin. Kevin, can you hear me? Can you feel me near you? Kevin, can you see me? Can I help to hear you? Ooh, Kevin. Kevin. Kevin! Kevin, you pudding! Where are you? I can see Kevin's house. Oh. But I can't see Kevin. Kevin! Are you dead, man? He's gone. I could see him, but um, I could see his house, but was unable. We'll take with the Skype will be open. I think it's it's working. Um, hey, rabbit hole show, if you want to Skype in, uh, you'd be more than welcome to. In the meantime, let's go to the old-fashioned telephono. Uh, Steve. Adam. Steve? Adam. Al- Ian, how are you? I'm good, thank you, Adam. How are you, sir? Yeah, I just uh, just been speaking to one of my customers, Lindsay. Oh, oh you're the taxi driver. <laughs> As, I am indeed. Hey, good for you, Adam. Well, this is what we want. We want the taxi drivers on side. Well, I'm the guy also that spoke to you last week about being the biggest fan of Celine Dion. Oh, the Celine, Celine Dion. Dion. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Big. good for you, and you're, you're converting your slightly drunk fares one at a time, and we appreciate that, Adam. You're most welcome. Because I was listening to the radio, and she was saying, what are you listening to? I said, you've got to listen to this radio station. I said, um, just listen along, you'll see what I mean. And she was listening to it, and then I was saying, you know, and obviously the call came about the autistic autism. Yeah. She wanted to say something, I said, look... Feel free, give them a call, yeah. you know, you can, you can see, you can talk to them and see what you want to say. And then also you mentioned about your third favourite band as well. And uh, she didn't believe me. I said, look, I'm driving, you give him a call and have a chat with him. Yeah, well, it worked. Go. It absolutely worked. But you neither, neither you nor her have got anything to say, though. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> that is the no, thing. I'm trying to convert people for you. That's what I'm doing. That's my mission now. Dude, that is what we want. That is what we want. We need more people. God damn it, Adam. Otherwise, this show is never going to survive. It will. It will. Bless you, brother. Thank you. Thanks for calling. No problem. Take care. Bye-bye. No, neither of them had anything to say, but it was, wasn't it a joy <laughs> to hear their voices? Let's try this mm-hmm. guy one more time, because this guy keeps calling. And uh... <laughs> What was that? This is Kevin. Kevin! 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 
I can see... Um, oh, he's covered it. Oh. Kevin, dude. Well, there we go. He's, he saw a book. He's got a book. He's holding a book. What does it say, Kevin? Dad began choosing planks. You just wait. We'll... What, what, why are you... Lots, we'll make a kennel, he told me. That's right. And then we'll teach him lots and lots of tricks and he can be a watchdog. What? Why do you... OK, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Kevin is allowing us to read a book. He was very insistent, considering that was the thing. Yep, 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 yep. Let's go to Steve. Good evening, Steve. Hello? Hello, Steve. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I know. Um, can I... Ian, yes. and and the young woman, um, <laughs> can I ask you a question? Yeah. Yeah, Beatles or Stones? Beatles, every single time. What a stupid question. I love you. Thanks for calling, Steve. Um, Roger. Strange vibe tonight. When I came in to see James and Ash at half nine, I said there's a strange vibe going on in this studio. Um, and it's carrying on into our show, Dark there's, Times. There's been a strange vibe all day, actually. Yeah, there has. A lot, I've been arguing with a lot of people. I, I, I called um, a, a kid a tosser today <laughs> and a PR1CK. He just stopped in the middle of the road to check his phone, so I beeped him and he gave me the finger. I want you look. Pr- I don't know whether that's a game, because I've had that done to me before, where they're crossing in front of you and then all of a sudden they start no. walking really slowly. No, it wasn't a game. He just was oblivious to the fact that life was going on around him and he wasn't the centre of it. Nice. Roger! Evening, Ian. Evening, Roger. You're not the fictional Roger that Katia goes out with, are you? <laughs> no, I'm okay. not. No, that's Roger. I, 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 I'm the Roger that sent a sweary tweet as response to uh, your tweets earlier. Okay. The uh, incident. Yes. What's, what, did, what sweary one did you say? Oh, you, you, were, you were effing angry. <laughs> yes. Yes, I was. Effing angry. And I said there was an apology for the swearing. Ah, these things but, happen. But, yeah, I, I said, don't, don't feel sick. Don't, I'm disabled, so don't feel silly about it. That's why I was absolutely furious. Yep, 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 yep. So, yep, yep, yep. Uh, well, I totally understand. Very, very nice emails have been um, exchanged, good, good. and um, I'm going to put forward um, uh, tomorrow, I'm going to explain what I think their changes in um, uh, uh, their attitude should be, and uh, who knows, yeah. maybe, it'll ha- maybe it'll work, maybe it'll happen. Yeah, well, away from the, away from the heavy stuff, I've been yeah. racking my brains over the third favourite band. Yeah, go on. You, I'll be surprised if anybody's heard of them. Go on. Savalonic. Who? <laughs> Are they named after Savlon? Kinda, yes. They started as a uh, comedy animated band, bit like bit like Gorillas, but on a smaller yes. scale. Yeah. But their last album was the first serious oh. piece of music that they've done, and it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Uh, oh. I don't know what you, I think you may have heard. You may have. You may have. No. You may have heard no. of the guy no. behind it. No. I bet I haven't. And I've he heard is. of most things. This is, the, this is the thing. I've heard of most things. You've heard of Badger, 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 surely. No. Don't believe in them. <laughs> oh, not that again. Well. I remember that. But, yeah, uh, no, you, you must have seen the Badger, Badger, Badger. No, I've not. Uh, 
I don't, I've not. Animation. No. <gasps> I am shocked. No, I've never seen it. I've, I've only seen good things. <gasps> oh, Ian, you wound me. Oh, well, Roger, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How will we get over this in our relationship? Uh, I know. I know. I I nearly said hip, 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 because I've been listening for, what, is it over a year now, I think? Oh, we, well, it should be over a year. Yeah, because I, I, I started listening when a certain person was list, was standing in at the other place. Uh, uh, oh, um, the, she who must not be named. Yes, she yeah. who must not be we named. We got so many listeners when she was doing it, and now we're getting loads of listeners tonight. Welcome all of the people, welcome young <laughs> and old. You are. This is the home of fun between ten and one, weeknights. Forget the other place, the, all yep. of the other places that have three letters in their names. They are dead, they are moribund, they are no more. Yeah, at this time, yeah, especially. Yeah. Thank you, Roger. I do appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Ta-ta! Right. Ta-ta! Strange vibe. Um, a, a lot of arguing with people on the way in. Uh, people j- just, just, just... Just really bad pedestrian shit. Really poor pedestrian skills today. With uh, uh, And everyone was just like... Is this, this Kevin, guys? This is your last shot, Kevin, before I block you. Yes, Kevin! Kevin? You see? I mean, that's it. Right, he's blocked. Actually, um, blocked now. There we go. No, I'm not having, I'm not having a, a, a non-imus callers calling up. That's not, that's not what, uh, that's not what this show is about, guys. Uh, so, Saturday night, though, um, 9 till 12, I'm filling in for um, uh, Dr. Pam Sperm. Um, 9 till 12, and uh, we're going to take calls straight to air. I'm going to stroll, I'm going to do no preparation whatsoever for the show. I'm going to stroll in at five minutes to nine. I'm going to sit down. We're going to open up the lines. What's that noise? It's Mike. Oh, God, turn it off. It's too noisy. It's too noisy. It's too noisy. I can't, you can't seriously. I can hear it. Shut it. Shut it. Take it out. It's too noisy. Listen to it. No, no, no. Take it out. Honestly. I, can I need it. it. You, well, I'll you have to go and sit there. You have to go and sit out there then, while, until it stops doing that. What bloody? What a bloody racket! What a bloody racket! She's banished. I've banished her because her com- when your computer stops making that noise, you can come back in. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Has it stopped? You can come back in. It starts again. You're out. I've worked out why. I am overweight. Household dust. I've been eating too much of it. This is a great story. There are plenty of good reasons to keep the house tidy and clean. Name them. But now scientists have found another one. They say that household dust could be making you fat. Come on. Guys, it's the pies. Is it the household dust that gathers on the biscuits? It's Ginsters. That's what makes you fat. It's those um, Rustler burgers. Uh, Air fresheners, washing liquid and flame retardants, I don't think you can call them that anymore, all contain chemicals which we breathe in after they build up in dust. Scientists have now found these chemicals may cause fat to build up in our cells. The findings mean keeping up to date with the housework may be even more important. Uh, 
Researchers at the Duke University in, U- in the US found 10 out of 11 samples of dust from household homes contain the harmful chemicals. Researcher Dr. Christopher Casotis said, dusting with a damp cloth as dry dusting... Dusting with a damp cloth as dry dusting may just remobilise contaminants and vacuuming more frequently has been shown to... This is a load of old bollocks, this is. Absolute baloney. In fact, if you eat too much and don't take enough exercise, not because of the dusting... Gender-bending chemicals... Huh? What? This has taken an unusual turn. Gender-bending chemicals found in every home have already been linked to breast cancer, asthma and female infertility. Is this the thing um, that that they were talking about in the States, that uh, drinking milk makes you gay? Do you remember that Alex Jones was going on about they're putting stuff in your milk to Uh, make you gay? Hormones or something, yeah. Um, But the latest study warns they may also be making us fatter with children at particular risk. The US researchers took household dust samples from residents who'd not vacuumed for at least two days. Dust from seven out of 11 samples caused caused the cells to... Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dust also included uh, isopropylated triarial phosphates. Yeah, yeah, those guys. Those guys. That's what I thought. Which are found in washing liquids and air freshener. Does anybody do it? air freshener anymore no one does it anymore it's all those bloody sticks in the little jars or plugins oh i know plugins are very 1990s plug it well what we my favorite air fresheners were like those plastic sort of um um like tablets oh the ones with the jelly in with the jelly in and like like the sort of grill across it and a jelly in it i used to love that stuff my mum has love it my mum has um lots of those ones that automatically squirt all over the house. Oh, they have them here. Mm. And I got um, I got a face full of it. It yeah. was like a bukkake party. I got shot in the face by the air freshener. Because they're motion sensitive, aren't they? No, well, so they're, they're motion... No. And on a timer. They're on a, These ones were on a timer, and I was just stood there looking at it, and it went... Right, I was like, oh, jeez. On a Friday, as you know, I go for a nap at my parents' yes, house I for really boring this. reasons. Yes, And um, in the room that I use, my old bedroom, my mum's got one of these things, right? It's a really small room. I yeah. had to take it out the other the other week because right. I was, I could taste it. Yeah. It's a small room with the door shut and that yeah. thing squirting every five minutes or yeah. whatever it was. Flipping it. Yeah, it's a big con. It's a big con, the old air fresheners. Big con. Just open a window. Just open a window and uh, don't have dogs. That's, Stop blowing off. That's the, th- well, okay, you took it there. Uh, dear listener, another hour of this nonsense. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. It's uh, now is a great time to call, mainly because we haven't got any calls, uh, but also because we're going to go to the break in a second. So uh, if you call up, you'll be lined up, ready to go in the last hour of the show. Don't forget, so many ways you can listen to us. I'm assuming uh, that you've downloaded the Talk Radio app. You can also listen on DAB, um, or you can go online, TalkRadio.co.uk. This is the late night alternative. This is Talk. Radio. Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We've talked about record players. We've talked about Gibraltar. We've talked about your third favourite band, and we've talked about dust. What more do you want from a radio show, guys? What more do you want? This is the late night alternative, different to every other show on the radio at this time of night on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell. But I've been seen with fire up I've never been with anything less than a nine So fine, 
I've been on fire with Sally Field Gone fast with a girl named Bo But somehow they just don't end up as mine It's a death-defying life I lead I take my chances I die for living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star I've never spent much time in school But I taught ladies plenty It's true I hire my body out for pay Hey, hey I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's Blown up for Rocky Welch But when I wind up in the hay It's only hay Hey, hey I might jump an open drawbridge Or Tarzan from a vine Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That makes Eastwood look so fine Three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. We will sit here and chat and talk uh, utter, utter go- balls into... Well, it's Friday now, isn't it? Yes. It's the freaking weekend, baby, and I'm going to be working all weekend, which is delightful. So, so tomorrow I've got the kids. I'm going to take the kids to see Mum, and then we will leave Mum at the care home, and I will take the boys to see... Spider-Man. I know that I know that I know Spider-Man's dad because he's he's a he's a kid. He's an English kid. Well, uh, this is it. I saw Tom the, Holland. The is... trailer for Spider-Man yeah. I saw, and I saw a little sort of snippet of an interview. Yeah, he looks about fifteen. He's not much older than that. Well, I suppose Peter Parker was a kid, wasn't he? Yeah, I know his dad. His dad's Dominic Holland, who's um, uh, a stand-up that's been around for years and years. I remember when I did stand-up briefly, twenty, let's say twenty-two years ago. I remember doing a gig, it was a series of clubs in London called Big Fish, run by a young lady called Delphine, who gave me my second ever paid gig. They were compared by Stephen K. Amos. Um, And I remember doing um, one one of these gigs on a Saturday night, and Dominic Holland was doing his 20-minute set, and uh, and he was... He, he, he came off, got his money, and he shot off to go and do another gig. And I remember thinking, well, that's the coolest thing in the world, man. And he was a good stand-up. He's really good stand-up. He's been on telly and stuff, I think. I, I don't really watch these panel show-type things, as I find them awfully aggressive. But I think he's been on, on like, Mock the Week and stuff like that. Um, and he was kind of tipped... When I was doing stand-up, there were all these people that were, were tipped to be... that were going to be huge stars. And he make, still makes a good living out of it. And he's a really funny man, Dominic. Really funny. But I, I don't think... And maybe I'm doing him a disservice. It could be argued that perhaps he's, it, it didn't take off as, as, as much as he was expected to. But he's a good stand-up. But I bumped into him, having not seen him for 15, 16 years... I bumped into him and auditioned for something a few years ago. And I went, all right, Dominic, nice to see you, mate. He's a really nice bloke. And uh, I said, what are you up to? He said, well, my boy's just got um, a part in a movie. I went, oh, yeah, yeah. He said, yeah, yeah, he's got a part in a movie. He's the new Spider-Man. I went, flipping heck. And he was proud as punch as you would be if your son was going to be a movie star and, he, and his boy's a movie star you know he's, he's sorted now his boy as long as he doesn't you know doesn't put his foot wrong 
He's sorted. Speaking of his foot, I heard him interviewed on a different radio station. Oh, and yeah. He's had a tattoo done of the spider. Oh! On the sole of his foot. Oh, jeez. Yowza. Really? Yeah. That's got to, um, that, that's just showing off. Mm. That's just showing off. But it's funny, isn't it? I, I, and I do wonder, and good luck to him, best of luck to him. This isn't the only way of questioning his ability, but I do wonder why they gave it to a Brit. Well, wasn't Superman a Brit as well this time around? I don't really know. I don't keep up to date yeah, with I Superman. It, I think Superman. Yeah, I'm not up to date with Superman. Um, but I just, it just what? seemed, seemed, you know, it's such a, 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 a both of them, if, if that's true about Superman, they're both such American heroes, iconic American heroes, um, that it feels a bit naughty, a bit deceptive yeah. to give them to British people. Henry Cavill, yeah, he's British. Is he really? Yeah. Well, good but for him. I suppose it matters less with with Superman because, oh no, that's not true. Because he's from another planet, but no, but he's he American But he grew up in hero. America, didn't yeah, he, yeah, in sort of the Midwest. Yeah, he's an American hero. It's funny, that. But I'm looking forward to this, because I do, I do like um, these Marvel superhero films um what was the one with benedict cumberbatch in dr doom is no no not dr doom dr strange dr strange i quite enjoyed that i thought the story went on a bit too long i wanted to see you know him zapping people and stuff um but i do like these marvel things and going to see it with a couple of boys it's just they buy into it totally well i haven't seen any of those yet i think the girls are just on the cusp of getting into superheroes i wanted to take them to see wonder woman but they didn't fancy it oh yeah, isn't that awful? Just take them anyway. Well, I shouldn't give them the choice. Oh, Those kids not. would go and see the same cartoon over and over again. No, just take them to see it. I, I, I enjoyed... The, the boys didn't see Wonder Woman. Um, not because it, you know, it, was, it was Wonder Woman, just because it was a bit too long. I thought it was a bit long. It's too long and there's too much talky bits um, in it. I mean, if it comes out on DVD, we'll, I'll probably get it and, yeah. and, and watch it and stuff. But um, I loved that. But I loved the idea of it. I think I was in love with the idea. Yeah, of it. I like su- I like superhero films. I've not seen Batman versus Superman. I'd like to see that, but they do change. They do change the actors that play them quite mm-hmm. quickly these days. Yeah. Whereas with us, it was always Christopher Reeve, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, but Batman, you know, was was um, what's his name? Bale. Christ- Christian Bale. Christian Bale. For three films, three brilliant films, and then I've it, never then seen they, them. Then they gave it. Is it Ben Affleck? Yeah, who's now? Um, Isn't that strange? They sort of went older. Yeah, it's, yeah. But then, then is it is it canon? Is it canon? You know what I mean by that question? Is it canon? Mm? Are they canon? Mm? Are the new Batman films canon? Is Batman the TV series, canon. Do you know what I mean by that question? You mm. may not. Do you know what I mean? No. Okay, well, the geeks will know what I mean. Is it canon? Meaning that all those films go together? It, are they? Do they all exist in the same universe? Yeah. Does 60s Batman... Well, 60s Batman can't be canon. Is it canon? Is it canon? Uh, okay, this is the question for the rest of the show. Is it canon? 0344-499-1000. Can you tweet that, please, Catherine? That is, I'm um, going to tweet it. I'm not entirely sure what it means. I will do it anyway. Is it canon? Mm? Um, nothing... How are we spelling canon? C-A-N-O-N. You sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nothing excites me more than reading the name in the Daily... What name is it in the Daily Mail? That gets me horny. Oh, Fernandez. Colin Fernandez, the science... Co- the true science correspondent. We read um, the dust story was merely an hors d'oeuvre written by Victoria Allen. Ah. Science correspondent. For me, the one true science correspondent, the canon, 
is Colin Fernandez. Fernandez. I love this. This is absolutely brilliant. The future is now, and it's brilliant. Listen to this. It sounds like a plot from Wallace and Gromit. But scientists... the wrong trousers. ...have built a staircase that will literally put a spring in your step. They've got a staircase that will help you walk upstairs. I love this. We're going to end up like the people in Wall-E. The inventions... Makes it the invention makes it easier to climb the stairs by using springs that absorb energy when a person walks down them. Uh, uh, hang on a minute. The invention makes it easier to climb the stairs by using springs that absorb energy when a person walks down them, which is then released to help them on their way back up. Oh, right. A pressure sensor on each step uses the stored energy to push feet up or down. What the f... Up or down? Yeah. But he said down. Scientists behind the technology claim it can reduce the amount of effort needed to climb stairs by around a third. Yeah, because that's what we need is less exercise. Yeah, this is the wrong thing. And can also relieve the strain on joints when descending. The energy recycling stairs could assist the elderly or the lazy, and spare the household's cost of expensive stair lifts or building work. What, to build a, what, a slide? This is how it works, right? This is nuts. Number, step number one. When a person stands on the assisted step, it is gradually lowered to a down position where it locks in place, storing the energy in the springs underneath. Tests show braking needed by the trailing leg is reduced by 21% as the downward force is absorbed by the springs. I hope you're taking notes. I bet you're wishing we were doing that bloody uh, pina colada song again. Three, as they climb the stairs, the springs push upwards to give a boost to the trailing leg, reducing the... I I think this is utter um, bullshine, Colin. I think you've let yourself down here, mate. Lead researcher... Do- find this woman. We'll try and get her on the show tomorrow. She's in Georgia, Atlanta. Dr. Karen Liu, L-I-U, is the Associate Professor of Interactive Computing at the Georgia Institute of Technology, GIT, <laughs> in Atlanta. Let's see if we can get her on the show. She said, the device can be easily installed on top of existing stairs so people who need temporary assistance, such as those recovering from knee surgery, pregnant women or lazy people, could benefit from it. Dr Liu said she got the idea by looking for ways to help her 72-year-old mother who can still walk but struggles with stairs. Tests in the laboratory published in the journal showed that special steps could reduce the strain on a person's knee by 37%. And she reckons this this could cost $100 a step. Right, I've got her. I'm, ringing, I'm, I'm sending her a message. Let's get her on. Get her on. That's what we want. I want to speak to this lady. 0344 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Good evening, Cyril. Hi, hi, Ian, yes. I don't believe that's your real name for a second. Well, why not? There's plenty of people called Cyril. I don't believe you are one of them. Well, I am. I don't believe it. Nevertheless. We'll, so, yeah, we'll, Ian, tell me about the stairs. We'll, oh, Jesus. We'll, con- we'll, the stairs. we'll continue. Yes. 
What would you like to know about the stairs, Cyril? Well, because I'm not very good on stairs, and um, how do you are they? How do you get them? Well, if you send me a cheque for five thousand pounds, I will yeah. get them installed for you by the end of next week. What have you got in stairs? I see you as oak. Well, they're carpeted. Carpeted oak, or is it um, a stone? Sorry. Have you ever seen stairs being installed? It's they're a, always it's, there before the house. No, 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 no. They're not always. It's a remarkable sight. A few years ago, we lived in London. We bought a house and we got a loft conversion. So we got the loft converted into a. Well, how do you? Where do you store things then? Well, into another bedroom, and uh, there were no stairs going up there. So we had to pick. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we had to pick, look at different designs of stairs, and then one day they brought the stairs into our house. It's a, it's an amazing thing to see a flight of stairs because you do the stairs are part of the house; they're stuck against the wall, or they. they but yes. th- these stairs weren't; these were fresh stairs, and they were installed, and they put were put in, and then they became part of the house. And uh, uh, only me and my wife would know that those stairs don't belong there. But how did they get go before? Look, well, they, they did, well, you had to go up through a ladder. <laughs> Never. I, really? Are you telling me the truth? Eh? Yes, I am, Cyril. Thanks so much for calling. Um, I mean, that was poor. <laughs> that was poor. Yeah, it's seeing a, a flight. You had to choose what stairs you wanted, at what shape you wanted, how um, uh, the... Uh, uh, the depth of each stair, so that would mean whether they were steeper or shallow or, or shallower. Very strange. Best stairs I've ever seen. Yeah. The ones in that Paddington film. I don't really remember. Yeah, no, he's, they've got like a kind of windy staircase against oh, okay. this wall where they've um, drawn this picture of a, of a big tree and then during yeah. the course of the film, the tree starts to get flowers on it and stuff. Oh, yeah. it's beautiful. Oh. But the stairs were amazing. I would like to live in a house with interesting stairs. My stairs are boring. Um, our stairs are functional. I mean, you know, I, 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 I do like stairs that go up, across and then yeah. up again. That's Mine are just straight got. down. And, and the girls have fallen down the stairs so many times. I hate them. Oh, there's nothing the stairs, worse. Not the girls. There's nothing worse than coming down straight stairs, very, very near the top. The heel of your slipper slipping, and you fall down. Boom! And everyone's laughing. Mm-hmm. It's funny, but it's laugh hurt. Everything just feels like it's been pushed up an inch. And my downstairs is open plan as well, so everyone sees it. When was the last time you fell down the stairs, Nigel? I never have. Shut up, man. You've never? Ne- you've never fallen no. down the stairs? Never fell down the stairs before. No, never. But I got knocked off my bike twice and broke both legs. Oh, blimey. <laughs> yeah, I've got metal in both legs since about five years ago now. Like Barry Sheen? Yeah, I'm all met- metal Mickey. <laughs> well, is Barry, Sh- Barry Sheen's dead, isn't he? Yeah. yeah is Eddie, he did die. Is Eddie yeah, Kidd dead? Broken, broken bones. Eddie... I think he got Parkinson's disease or something like that, didn't he? Who's that? Very shame. I don't know, but Eddie Kidd, I think, is still with us. Yep. Eddie Kidd, um, oh, stunt yeah. challenge. He had a very, very nasty accident, didn't he? That he I think... was good. He was a good sport, wasn't he? 
He was good, Eddie Kidd. He was like the British... Because mm. Barry Sheen was racing, Eddie Kidd yeah. was stunts, and Eddie Kidd was the British evil Knievel. Yeah, like big jumps over yeah. cars and things. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot more doing it now, though, isn't there? You get more Americans doing it and stuff. I don't think anyone cares anymore. No. Oh, the, the one that got killed... No, the man that killed himself with drugs, the the famous one... You have to narrow it down a little bit. What was the one... Lots of men have killed themselves. Lots of men have killed themselves with drugs. You know the motorcyclist, the most fa famous. Evil Knievel. Evil Knievel, yes. He did. He kill. He didn't kill himself with drugs. Well, no, did no, no. He he did get um, into drugs badly. And yeah, but he didn't kill him on. in the end. No, I don't think it did. I think he lived. I thought Evil Knievel lived to a ripe old age. Oh, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah, but. Um, <laughs> well, in that case, he was having a great time. But well, yeah, but it. Uh, oh. Well, he did get he did get very ill with drugs, and he lost a lot of weight, and then looked quite ill, and then he did he didn't he didn't live over about seventy, I don't think. Well, that could have been it. That for a bloke that, that jumps off of yeah. um, massive ramps over double decker buses, living to over seventy is mm. pretty good. I suppose so. he died of lung disease. Yeah. Uh, Sixty nine really drugs, good, wasn't he? Drugs. It, a good. Um, I used to watch him when I was a child. I think. Do you know Barry Sheen had a hole? put into his helmet so he could smoke before a race. Oh, <laughs> what is, a geezer. That is. I used to watch him at, I used to watch Barry Sheen at um where was it near me? Oh Telly? Uh, the racing track near The racing me. track was it, yeah. Near yeah. London near London, the racing track near London. Uh, Have you ever seen we've all seen the um uh, David Essex film That'll Be the Day. Oh, yes, really good film. Really good film. Some of us have even seen the sequel to it, mm. Stardust. Yeah, Has anybody mm. seen the David Essex movie Silver Dream Machine? I have once, yes, I saw it once. It's just about him on a bike, motorbike, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I have a dream, a silver mm. dream machine. The best one was the first one you mentioned. The, yeah, it's the, good. At the holiday camp. Yes, good morning, with, with, campers. Um, the drummer, the Keith, drummer, Keith, Keith Moon. Moon. Keith Moon, Ringo's in it. And Ringo's in it as well, and Keith Moon does a drum solo in, in it, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Keith, uh, on a little tiny kit, only four drums, he, he, he makes it talk, doesn't he, really? He does. Keith Moon Keith. was... I, I saw Keith. I Hello. met Keith Moon in Maystone um, when I was uh, 10. Hang on a second. When, when I was 10, I met Keith Moon when what, he was with The Who. What year was that? It was in 1959, uh, I think. Yeah. Fif well, no, you were, you no, no hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Well, he, I was 10 anyway. Well, no, hang on a minute. Mm. Keith Moon wasn't in The Who in 1959. Well, he, he was about 18 when he was when I saw him. Yeah, that, was, was. but that wasn't 19... Keith Moon didn't join The Who until about, I'm going to say, 1962. Mm. Maybe sixty-three. So it would have been, it would have been late sixties then. Oh, okay. So you were late ten. 60s. You were ten years out. That's fine. Are you sure? Oh, well, you... I don't. I don't. Know. I can't work. Did you meet him in the same way that you've met Miley Cyrus? Um. Well, I no. He was walking to the pub to get a drink in the pub uh, outside the theatre. Yes. They, they don't have a theatre there now. It's a bingo hall. Turned it into a bingo hall. Yes. So I met the whole group, and I met all the the Hollies. Yes. The group called the Hollies, and uh, and the Beatles. Well, the, the whole, the, all the, you all those... met the Beatles? Yes, because they all came to the same venue. All the, the, when the, you all say the you band. met them, did you go up to them and say, hello, well, no, I George? I didn't speak to every one of them, but I only speak, spoke to Keith Moon because he was a drummer. Right. You see? And he was going to have a drink in the pub right yeah. next to the uh, theatre okay. in Maystone. Okay. But it's a shame they've turned the theatre 
in, in, uh, into a bingo hall, and they don't have any live bands there now. Yeah, well, no one wants change, doesn't it? No one wants to pay to go and see I, live bands. I would anymore. like to sing you a song in a minute. Not listening to a word I'm saying. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, we go. Yeah. No one wants to pay to see live bands anymore. No, and of course, uh, sometimes uh, the venues can't afford to pay the band exactly because they they want to over several thousand pounds for the band, don't they? Well. Sometimes yeah. I did keep music live. Support mm. your small independent music venue if you can be. Wired. I mean, the hotels can't afford to pay a band uh, a twelve-piece mm. orchestra uh, like five thousand pounds a night, can Flipping they? Heck no, of that's course. what they charge. Yes, yeah. So that's why there's no work around for drummers like me that like playing uh, big big band music yep. and it's yep. come dancing and stuff. That will be why. Yes, mm. but never mind. I, I had some good times years ago. Things. Um, I wanted to sing a song if I could. Uh, if I, in a minute. Um, but hi to Noah Cyrus, because I just told her I'll be live on the radio, and I did get on straight away. <laughs> well, that's only because we've got no calls, not because you've told Miley Cyrus. <laughs> yeah. No, Noah Cyrus. This is okay. the other one. Right. So, what would yeah. you like to sing for us, Nigel? Because I am losing yeah. the okay. will to quickly, live. Very quickly, I've got something to tell you. I went to a gym in Maystone today, which is the, the brother of uh, Dave Prowse. It's called Bob Prowse's Health Club. Yes. And the Dar- Darth Vader was his brother. And uh, I got to meet the um, the trainer who trains, and I was showing him my videos of my weight training and that. He said I was doing all the right things because my muscles weren't too bad, so I'm not doing too bad with the bodybuilding. Well, that is great yeah, to hear. He thought I was bigger than Tom Cruise. Wow! <laughs> He's quite big. Tom Cruise is quite a fit man, isn't he? I, c- I possibly couldn't say that. He's, he's far too litigious. Now, mm-hmm. please get to the <laughs> song, Nigel. <laughs> he's got big muscles. <laughs> anyway... I'll try and do Misty, uh, acapello, Misty. The, Keep the, your clothes the, on. Pardon? Yes? Yes, Misty, acapello. Okay, because I haven't got any backing tonight, so... Sake, so. Just don't do it, man. Look at me, I'm as helpless as a kitten up a tree, and I feel like I'm clinging to a cloud, I can't understand, I get misty, just holding your hand. Unbelievable. Misty. He was annoying me more than usual this evening. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean, jelly bean? I'm, I'm developing a cob on as the evening has. Uh, it's a weird vibe. Uh, it's, a, it's a strange vibe, strange vibe in London town, possibly across the country this evening. Maybe you're feeling it. Maybe you're experiencing it. But everybody's a little bit short. I was on a roundabout today, not the fun kind, the yes. traffic kind, and a truck had pulled out in front of me and then acted as if it was my fault. I was the one on the roundabout. What's going on, everyone? Sometimes I wish we had guns. <laughs> Just, just not to shoot it, but just to wave it. But they should make guns legal, but make bullet keep bullets illegal. That's what we do. That's what we do. And then just, ooh, wait, just wave, wave it, it around. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is it? Can you still pistol whip someone without any bullets in? Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing, right? In films, a swift blow to the back of a head with a, the the butt the of, butt a of a gun will knock someone out. Mm. I bet that doesn't happen in real life. There's there's a terrible terrible film that stars Griff Rhys Jones and Mel Smith and some of the other not the nine o'clock news people called Morons from Outer Space. Terrible film. Jimmy Nails in it actually from late eighties early nineties. Awful film. But there's one really funny gag in it. Right? They for some reason have to get past a security guard and break into a room. So they get this security guard, and, and he goes, yeah, what do you want? He says, just turn around a minute, and they whack him on the back of the head. And he, he falls down, and he goes, 
oh, bloody hell, what'd you do that for? And they do it again, because, how were you doing that for? This should be knocking you out. So they just keep hitting it. Stop hitting me on the head. But it doesn't, I can't imagine. It's another one of those myths. Like, we discovered the silencer on a gun doesn't actually silence the bullet. It's a Hollywood myth. It doesn't make it go, it, it's still quite a loud bang. Mm. It's just a, a little bit quieter. And that thing of knocking someone on the back of the head doesn't knock them out. Tell you what else you can't do with guns. So don't try it. That thing where you've got a gun in each hand and you... Piang, piang, piang. You can't do that. You need to hold it steady. You won't be hitting anything on target if you do that. Well, there we go. I just... Um, gun tips. I don't... Yes, exactly. Talking of knocking out, did you see that couple who got... Uh, who knocked each other out in a pub garden practising for their wedding dance? No. Yeah, he went for the um, dirty dancing lift. Oh, really? Yeah, and they ended up... Um, they both knocked out? Yeah. I've never been knocked out. I've, I've, I've fainted once. I've fainted. Fainted once after a very, very heavy night. Wow, what a night. What a night. And I went to open the curtains. And suddenly I'm lying on the floor looking up at the curtains going, why am I lying? Oh, I must have fainted. Did you not remember the sensation of going into the faint? I felt a bit lightheaded. But oh, then I'd... suddenly I was on the floor looking. Oh, I fainted. I had the, I had the sensation of the blackness closing oh. in. Oh. And go. out. Didn't have that. Did not have that. I just was on the floor looking up going. On the floor. Oh, I fainted. Brilliant. It's the only time. The only time. I'd love to faint. I'd love it. 0344. 4991 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, some people on Twitter saying they would like to hear an hour-long call from Nigel from Mason. I'll tell you what, mate. Give us your phone number. We'll pass it on to him and you can endure it. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 1000. I like this. I like it when um, uh, sad, lonely men um, do things with their houses and gardens that um, make their uh, houses completely unsellable. (laughs) Uh, This guy's turned his back garden into a train station. Fair enough. Train fan Stuart Searle, good for him. Stuart Searle found building a replica station. Look at that, that's his back garden. <gasps> it's good, isn't it? <laughs> found building a replica station with a 60 foot platform in his back garden was just the ticket to house his huge collection of rail memorabilia. And not content with just one station. You're joking. Hang on a minute. Stuart 63 decided to add an underground one too. Oh, it's okay, it's next door. I don't think it's actually underground. We'll get we'll get to that. What does his minute. wife think about it? Uh, we'll find out. Good evening, Gareth. Hello, good evening, Ian. How are you? Good, thank you, Gareth. Brilliant. Um just on the uh, last point there about building underground stations when you're of a certain age. Um isn't isn't that isn't that dangerous? I don't know <laughs> if he's dug underground. We'll have to we'll, we'll find out. But yeah, I mean Tunneling. There was. There's Everything a big. Everything fits all. I'm a little bit scared about people who build things. There was a big fashion uh, about. Yeah, I'm talking. There was a big fashion Sorry. about ten, fifteen years ago for everyone to mm. to get a basement dug under their house and turn it into a cinema room or something like that. Okay. And I bet there's loads of houses now that have collapsed in on themselves. <laughs> 
Is that the fashion? <laughs> I can't remember that. Yeah, it was a big thing. Loads of people <laughs> were getting it done. Now. Loads, <laughs> people, <laughs> loads of people, because they, they'd done the loft conversions, so loft conversions oh, was quite 90s, under. and then early yeah. 21st century, everyone was digging under their houses. And so uh, they would, were they, they were, I'm still talking. Okay. What is wrong with you? Have you never had a con- wrong with me. Have you I've never- lots of conversations. Right, well then, the then, 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 then shut up. It's very difficult for me to do that, Ian. Oh, then, then go and phone another radio show. There are no other radio shows. Exactly. So if you want to be part of this one, shut up and let me speak. (laughs) Please go ahead, caller. What have you called in for? There is literally nothing that I've called in for at all at a party. Okay, well then, let's let's just make it easier for everyone. Good evening, Sam. Hi, hi, Ian. How you doing? I'm good, thanks, Sam. What you got for us? Well. I've I've come in late in the day. I've come in about ten minutes ago. Well done. I spent a, an evening with my girlfriend, Yay. and I caught you when you're on about everyone being short. And me and my girlfriend had never ever had a proper argument, and oh. tonight I was snapping at her for nothing. So I I was I don't know if you've been discussing that earlier yeah. in the night, and well, I've missed something. But there's something going on. We found obviously it's not my fault. Obviously. Well, obviously mm-hmm. not. But no, if, I, I've I've got into about three or four road rage incidents today with pedestrians. Catherine's had some similar experiences. The vibe between James Whale and Ash was very very dark. I didn't really want to come in sit in the studio because it was quite tense. And it seems to be that everyone's got a bit of a cobble. I wonder if it is as simple as the weather. What what was your what was your argument about, Sam? Do you remember? Well, first off, there is a weather thing because I remember I needed to open the window. It was very stuffy. So there's that element. Yes, but it wasn't. It wasn't about anything. It was just like I was. Picking on, you know, nitpicking, yeah. just nothing. I can't even remember what it was about. It was yeah. nothing. Nothing. And it's like, as I say, we, you know, we've been going out now eight months plus. We've wow. never Whoa. had any proper argument. You emphasise strange words. <laughs> Sorry. No, I like it. I like it. It's passion. We've not had any well, passion well, this evening. Just, just, just. Neither of you, by I, the I, sound of it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm making silly jokes. Go on. I, I may have a, had a couple of small sherries, just so, just so we're aware of that. Good yeah. for you. Well done. Okay. But, yeah, um, like nothing. It was about absolutely nothing uh, to the degree that I can't remember it. But it's like th- we clashed like three times tonight and we don't clash. So. Have you, have, are you, do you live together? No, no. So you've gone, you've gone home now? I'm, I'm at, she was at mine oh. and she's gone home. Have you made peace with her? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, again, it was about nothing. There was yeah. nothing, you know, to, like, hold any kind of grudge about. It's just, it, it kind of, you know, I'd say, obviously, I say it ironically that it's not my fault, but it just sort of coincided when I, I came on listening to your show just after all this had happened, and you're on about everyone else yeah. is being short with everyone. Yeah, and I feel a little bit, I feel a bit arsy now. I, you know, I'm arsy with Gareth, although he was annoying. Um, I, I, I just, I kind of, you know, I'm, I'm gritting my teeth for the next 22 minutes of the show, thinking, just want this to blooming well end. Just want it to end. I wonder what it is. I, 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 I wonder what it is. I mean, I know there's a thunderstorm coming. There's a thunderstorm on its way, ne- but it's not going to come until next week. I can't take any more day. I can't take, you know, four or five more days of this nonsense. 
No, that that would be insane. How did you leave it with your girlfriend? Are you friends again? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, as I say, it was it was about nothing. But what what I was trying to get at with you is, uh, had you been talking about this like through the show, or did this just coincide with? I think it just coincided with you turning okay. on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Don't wind him up. He's not in the mood. Someone just says you you you've, uh, you sound like Christopher Walken when you speak. That's it, which is a okay. good thing. It's a good well, thing. Um, no. Take that. Take that. It's a good thing. <laughs> Sam, thanks for your call, man. I appreciate it. Strange vibe. Anyway, back to this um, this guy who's built the train station. Among the items on display are a £5,000 chocolate vending machine, <laughs> um, old-school aluminium adverts, and more than 1,500 old station signs. I wonder if he got some uh, railway sleepers from a bloke called Booz Beckers. There's, there's a reference for the, the geeks. huh? You get that? You got that one, guys? Um, Mr. Searle worked on railways for most of his life and has been buying memorabilia for almost 50 years. See, I can't knock this because, I, 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 you know, I collect monkey stuff and I've got a room full of monkey stuff. And, and the dream, when the, when the kids move out, it, then one of their rooms is going to, if I'm still living there, is going to be turned into the, a music hall of fame. You know, it's going to be turned into the monkey's pad. I was going to say, would you like to turn it into their base? Oh, it'll be the monkey's pad. Oh, Totally. Totally. Mr. Searle, his growing collection meant he and his wife Dawn had to move house three times in order to store the items. He decided to build a replica train station to store and display his pieces. But when his collection of tube signs reached 105, he decided to create an adjoining London underground station. These guys are He's a legend. He's a legend. And good for her as well. Her? Yeah, for, 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 you know, for, for understanding and going, yeah, go on. She's probably seeing another man while he's out. Keeping busy, isn't he? Yeah, no, I'm sure she's not, I'm sure she's not. Um, Mr. Searle of Hastings, East Sussex, said, I've never worked, um, can we get this guy on the show tomorrow as well? I like this, I like this, Stuart Searle, Stuart, uh, S-T-U-A, Searle, S-E-A-R-L-E. I like this. This is a nice story, and I, 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 hats off to him. Mr. Searle of Hastings, East Sussex, said, I've never worked out much I've spent on everything. I don't want to. I'd frighten myself. Oh, brother, I'm there with you. Oh, man. I, I've, I can't add up my stuff. I bought one single that cost $600 and an album that cost $600. I don't even want to start adding up the, everything else. Um, I, uh, there's no longer a limit to how much I'll spend. The most I've ever spent is five grand on a chocolate machine, but I've never put chocolate in it. What? The most expensive part was definitely bringing everything together and building the stations. Here we go. Here, here are some stats, guys. Listen to this. This is in this bloke's back garden. The railway station is 60 feet of platform with an adjoining 30-foot refreshment room. Just behind that is the underground station, which is 50 feet long, with the first 20 feet being curved, tiled walls to mimic those of the London underground station. He added, it all started because I wanted somewhere to house my collection. It only felt right to make a railway station. I started collecting when I was 14. I can never imagine myself stopping. Um, oh, look at this. He won't stop there. He also now plans to build a cinema for his large collection of film posts. I love that. I love that. That is absolutely brilliant. If he can afford to do it, it's no one else's business. Ten years ago, I would have laughed at him for being a sad case. And now I'm going, well done you, mate. In a, in a, in a miserable, crappy world where everyone's mean and snarky. This is fantastic. And also, 
It looks brilliant. It doesn't look like some pony thing that he's just knocked up over a couple of weekends with his mate. It's built out of bricks. You know, it's it's it just it's proper. It's absolutely proper. I love that. Let's see if we can get him on the show tomorrow because I'd love to talk to him. I think that's genius. Dear listener, another 15 minutes or so of the show. Why don't you give us a call? 0344 499 1000, the late night alternative on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. David um, Badcock, you've made a terrible mistake by friending him, befriending him on Twitter, uh, Facebook, because he's just going to send you sexually charged private messages. Well, right now he's saying we're best friends, and he sent me a gif of a man and a woman sucking out the same bottle. Yeah, we go. And so I wrote back, good night, David. <laughs> and he's written back, good night, Kathleen. Hey. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, the late night alternative with me, Ian Lee, her, Catherine Boyle. Sam is on the other side of the glass taking your phone calls. It is a phone-in show, sadly, unlike any other phone-in show in the country and in the world. And I say sadly because I would love it. Um, I would love to be able to, after this, switch on the radio and listen to a show like this. Um, I can't. I, I get to listen to the two mics, which is great. I, f- I love them. Um, I think they're very funny, and uh, I like hearing them shout at each other. Um, although last night, I, I tried to... I tell you what, I finished it now. The last five hours... The last five hours of that Elvis Costello audiobook. It's a slog. I really enjoyed it. But the last five hours, he really does disappear up his old Jaxie. <laughs> it's all about him and Burt Bacharach and um, also his boring TV show that he hosted. Uh, when I first hosted Spectacle, it was the executive producers was uh, Elton John and David Furnish. I couldn't have asked for more generous producers and in fact sir elton john was my first guest on the show you sound like brian pern uh, well, that's what he sounds like though isn't it it's, a, it's, a pretty, it's not a bad elvis costello impression but the last five hours flipping there's a great bit it was a great bit actually when he's talking about his dad dying and he chokes up he chokes up in the reading talking about his dad dying um but then it just goes on about burt Bacharach and and grammys and his boring tv show that was boring and my first guest was Sir Elton John, and I couldn't have asked for a more generous guest. My team and I wrote down some questions, and uh, Elton answered them. It was a really great experience for me, but although I was not well-trained in the ways... It also says, this is an actual phrase from the book. Although I was not well-trained in the ways of television presentation, I think I made a pretty good stab at it. Doesn't he? It's really pompous. Really pompous. But I mean, I enjoyed it up. I enjoyed it up until the last five hours. So the first thirteen hours was a was a gas. The last five hours, taking us up to eighteen hours, was hard work. Right, and you know, I was listening to the Carrie Fisher Princess Diarist. Right. Brilliant, beautifully done, warm, witty, everything you would hope it would be when it was read by her. Halfway through, she says, and now here are the diaries that I wrote during Star Wars, when she was having this affair with Harrison Ford, which is basically what what the whole first half about is is about. (laughs) This 19-year-old having an affair with Harrison Ford and smoking a lot of weed. There we go. And it's evident by her diary entries. I mean, I'm going to be honest, I gave up. It's her daughter reading it, so it's not her voice. And it's... A lot of it's poetry, like really crappy. I hate poetry. So I gave it probably about two hours 
Unless um, it's by Rupert Holmes. I'm not interested in it. And poetry. I bailed Rupert Holmes. Um, tomorrow, remind me we're doing this tomorrow. We're going to have a phone-in vote. Should we ban Paul from Stoke Poges? Oh, why? Because he sent an email. No! He's been sending emails all evening and I've not, I've not opened them. Paul! And this one I've opened. I've had a conversation with Paul and he gets it and I no, said, he doesn't. don't. I said, don't. So He's... tomorrow night's show, shall I read it? Go on. Sorry, Ian, I have to speak again. You idiot, Ian. You ask for callers all the time. And when people phone in and you put people on air, you do not let anyone finish a sentence. You, Ian, have to butt in and talk over everyone. Like, what you have to say is God's truth. Let the callers speak and you shut up for two minutes. How's your radio show going, Paul? Oh, I'm sorry, you don't have one. So tomorrow night, this is this is straight, right? We're doing it, because we are doing it. Do we ban Paul from Stoke Poges. That is tomorrow night's show. And I'm, I, and I'll go, wherever way it goes, I'll go. Cause I know that some people, um, I know that Bob Mortimer listens. Talk about Bob. And Bob really likes Paul from Stoke Poges. Um, but I know a lot but of people. But he doesn't have to read his emails. No. I know. I don't, it just really annoys me. Every time. He's, he sent loads of emails all night. I've got no idea what they said. Um, uh, um, uh, Oh, what's Paul. he saying here? No, I don't know. Anyway, Paul, you're an ass, mate. You're an absolute bell end. Uh, let's go to John. Evening, John. How are you doing? I'm all right, thanks, mate. What you got for us? I missed the first 20 minutes of the show. Last night's show was brilliant. Thank you very much indeed. Absolutely superb, and I thought I'd miss the ending of your um, pina colada. Do you like pina coladas? It's one of my favourite songs. <laughs> do, do you like the drink? Uh, not really. Oh, well, you should. It's, it is a delicious booze. I don't think I've tasted it for years. Yeah, I, I got well into it once on a... On a I got in, into a tropical island that uh, Brian Molko of Placebo recommended I go to. That's, oh, those, yeah. Those are the days, guys. Those were the days when Brian Molko was uh, recommending islands for me to travel to. Long <laughs> since gone. We basically... We, we did do... We finished this song off today, and we've established that um, both people in that relationship really do need a stern talking to. So what was it, the beginning of the show? Yeah, you missed it. You go go oh, and listen again. Minutes. Go and listen again and you'll, you'll hear it. I think you'll find the resolution satisfactory. Yes. I was wondering, yeah, how you finished it. What, what do you... Uh, we we established that both the man and the oh. woman were idiots mm. and that they that relationship probably d- didn't last longer than um, that bunk-up they had in the Cape. And while it's very easy <laughs> to pin all the blame on him because he answered it, she was the one that started it by yeah. putting the advert out in the first place. Yes, yes, yes. I thought it was a happy ending. Well, there was in, 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 in that sense, but there wasn't in the traditional sense. I don't, we don't think they lived happily ever after. But, 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 here's the thing. In August, uh, the composer and the singer of that song, Rupert Holmes, is coming on this show. So we can ask him what happened to that couple afterwards. Oh, brilliant. That's what He's never doing. done anything else, has he? Well, yes, he has. No, the thing is, he has. He's written um, for movies, m- music for movies. He's written for TV. He's the guy, honestly. He's written musicals. He's written musicals. That, that, it, that song is like an albatross around his neck. It bought him houses and brought him fame, but it's the thing that everyone remembers. But he's done loads, actually. The reason he can't come well, on I'd... is that he's in his 70s now and he's still working to oh, deadlines. Yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. incredible. Well, I've heard that song loads of times on seen him sing it, and obviously on telly, just look, always thought it was, it was a really cheesy song, and then um, a few years ago, I remember I hired a car, and yeah. much better than my old banger, you know, and you get in the car, and it's got a really good sounding yeah, stereo, yeah, yeah. like that. and that song's come on, and I've, for the first time ever in my life, I actually listened to all the words, Yeah. 
and they'd get to the ending. And then the DJ just kept quiet for a little while, and he said, never before has so much been said in three minutes. <laughs> That's so true. Profound, man. And when we're over at parties and people are trying to put on records and putting all stuff on, I'll all stick that on and say, just listen to this song. Like, what are you putting this crap oh, on John, for? You... No, listen to it. It's brilliant. Oh, mate, I'm so, I'm so glad. Well, you, then t- yesterday's show is retrospectively dedicated to you. Ah, uh, thank you. You, you <laughs> own yesterday's show. Do with it what you want, John, but it belongs to you, buddy, okay? I was going to ring in, but you had the two, your two sort of famous callers in there. Uh, what, with David... each other, and I just thought, oh, I've got no da- chance. David Badcock <laughs> b- babbling on about rubbish. Yeah, yeah. He annoys yeah, yeah. the hell out of me, that guy. <laughs> he's and a lunatic. He's not, I beg your pardon. Oh, started hang on a minute. <laughs> Sam, have you just put, have you put him through? Badcock? Yes. Oh, flipping it, mate. Sam, <laughs> you've got, you've got to tell me when you're putting callers through. That is unfair, man. Who's, who's annoying? John is telling, John was saying that you're annoying, David. <laughs> who's the flipping next John? <laughs> Is that is that John laughing like a hyena? Hey, yeah. How you doing? Uh, uh, yes, well, I was all right, but I'm a bit, a bit, uh, a bit, um, I'm a bit, bit jackled up now. I didn't say you was annoying. I am famous in in uh, in Maltby for, for all the wrong in reasons. The wrong ways. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> That's it. Oh, don't, don't do this again, Ian. Don't, I've got something actually to say. Well, I'll let you go. Try. I'll work in the morning. Yes, because yes. yes, then it'll just be me spotlight dancing. <laughs> See you later. Good night, John. Sweet dreams. Cheers, mate. Oh, <laughs> Christ. No, 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 I didn't ask for this. Ian. I'll start, I'll start swearing. Balls. Balls. Big balls. Pair of boobs. Pair of boobs. Big balls, pair of boobs. It'll get worse. I'm escalating my language. Fannies. And uh, bottom, bottom cheeks. Right, well, you've, you've looped it now. I just wanted to say that this is actually quite the correct music. Hello, my best friend Kathleen. Bestest friend in the world now. Seen as though we are friends on Facebook and we are chatting away like old timers on a on a on a beach. Who's singing? Are you singing along there, Kathleen? Is that? What what a lovely voice you have. Utterly delightful. Hitting all the right notes. I never knew you spoke French. What a romantic evening is it? No, 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 no. I, I, I strictly want to be platonic friends, actually. I, no, I don't want any of this, actually, Kathleen. No, stop it. That's disappointing. Yeah, that's a shame. Right. Are you there? Yes. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say how wonderful it is to finally be friends with both you two on Facebook, and uh, you're the best friends I've ever had. I'm going to cut you off now because you're weird. And I'm going to block you. Good night. Let's go to Kyle. Good evening, Kyle. 
Evening, boss. You all right? I'm all right, thank you. Although I've got a bit of a cob on. Everyone's got a bit of a cob on. There's something going on. I wonder if the government are testing some new spray. Maybe this is ISIS or Putin's work. We just don't know. But everyone's got a cob on. Well, when I used to work, I can sell this now. No, I no longer work for them. Um, uh, what, ISIS? Prison. No, oh. no, no, ISIS. You still, you still work for those guys. This is a previous <laughs> job that you left to join ISIS. You don't leave ISIS. I, I still, <laughs> yes, I still work for ISIS. No, please don't broadcast that. No. Um, but no, they were talking about, um, there was, a, we had a vicar. Yeah. Uh, whatever, uh, and he, um, because it was female prison, and he talked about, um, the, uh, season, this sounds like the, uh, thinking to, uh, what is it, the tide, the change of the tides of the sea. Oh, anyway. fools and horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, apparently it was a, a known thing that, uh, and I'm not being sexist, please, please, but he used to talk about how, uh, the women would kick off more when it was, uh, certain, uh, to do with the tides. What time, what, like quarter past seven? <laughs> Well, I would imagine it was uh, loud. I, I don't know, but it was it was very what? dark. Are you? It would come in waves. Are you? Hang <laughs> on a minute. So, what, what are you saying? What that they would all kick off when when the tide t- came in? The tide came in. Um, well, it was. Or are you tide. talking about periods? I, I'm talking about periods. Yeah. Say periods. The crimson tide. Say periods. Oh, oh no, <laughs> no, 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 no! Don't that leaves it that jokes like that leave a terrible taste in my mouth. Stop it, uh, Kyle. Say periods. Periods. Say periods again. Oh, uh, periods. Shout it, periods! Well, I don't, I don't, I don't want to shout it. No, well, I don't no, really. They... It's disgusting. I it's wish not they, disgusting, wish it's they, nature. wish they keep it to themselves, banging on about their blooming periods all the blooming time. Cat is right, it's perfectly natural. But no, there was um, the vicar who used to work with us, um, yeah. said it was... Uh, What's the vicar what, doing knowing about prison, lady prisoners' periods? periods. Yes. Confession, they'd come and confess, because it must be a sin being on period, isn't it? Should be, it's disgusting. It's the curse, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's Eve's fault. It really is. Um, that's um, that's an unusual um, thing to phone in with, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> I've got a cob on, Kyle! For no reason, I've got a cob on! Well, no, that was the thing. I was just suggesting that maybe people get really upset because yeah. the people were saying it's more than just female, and people act differently yeah. because of the lunar cycle. Have you got a proper phone, or is this like a, 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 a phone that to disconnect the call, you've got to press a button? No, I've got a real... Uh, it... No, no. Uh, oh, I really want... Oh, can we do this tomorrow as well? Remind me this. I, I really want... I miss, Kyle, people slamming the phone down. I've got a real phone that goes ching. Okay, well, phone me up on Saturday right, and do I'll it. Put the phone but down I, 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 I'm just... Do you know what I mean, Kyle? I miss doing it, and I miss having it done to me. Well, I, I suspect you're going to do it to me shortly. Well, no, 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 I can't, but I can't, I haven't got the, you know, I, I can cut you off and there, there might be a little sort of blip, but that'll be it. There's no, I can't go, oh, up yours, Kyle, ka-ching, and slam it down, and, and you wouldn't hear the slamming, I wouldn't get the satisfaction of the slamming, and likewise, if you were to sl- to hang up on me now, what you would do is you go, I'll oh, get stuffed in, and you'd take the phone away, put it in front of you, get your finger and go, um, yeah, that one, and you'd press a button. You, you and there might be a tiny click, if anything. You can't angrily press a button. I want to I want to slam a phone down. No, no, I no, you're totally right. It would be like the, uh, in, uh, Howard's Wake, people used to bang the phone down. Yeah. 
Go off, I had enough of you. Up your yeah, horse yeah. and bang the phone down. Try and do it. Try and do it. Right. Say you've had it, because we've only got about 30 seconds left, Carl. I want you okay. to, to, to do the 21st century equivalent of hanging up on me. Have a go at me and then hang up using, by pressing that button. Let's see how effective it is. Oh, okay. Uh, you're a toss pot Ian, and up yours. Rubbish. It's pathetic, isn't it? Rubbish. Absolutely pathetic. I mean, great language from Carl. Brilliant skill. A little bit too realistic, actually. That was quite... But, um, the, 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 the effort of it. Get your bloody computer sorted. Listen, it's like it's, it's smoking a fag. It's really warm. <laughs> it's really warm. Why? <laughs> um, dear listener... <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, everybody who called in. Um, it's been one of them shows. Tomorrow night, it's going to be really, really busy. Uh, we're going to vote on Paul from Stoke Poges' future, and we're going to talk about hanging up on people. Ta-ta! <laughs>